Decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hello. I'm going to start the evening just like John Fetterman did. Hi. Good night, everybody. It was a great stream. Thanks for coming. We'll see you on Sunday. I can't even cringe out to that. You're a connoisseur of cringe and even you found it (laughs) to be too much. Um, it was, it was hard. It was absolutely hard to watch. And I also pride myself on an ability to laugh at things that are even distasteful to laugh at, you might say. But there was a, there were a lot of not funnies about this, frankly. Like this was a guy who is ill. And I don't care what his doctor says. This is just like this fits so perfectly in the last two years where you can see something plainly. You can see it with your own eyes. You can hear it with your own ears. This guy is unwell. But there's some faceless expert out there who has written a letter telling you that you're crazy if you see that and you hear that. Oh, his doctor said in a letter that he's just fine. And my favorite argument is that now that everybody can see that and hear that, that being a senator is actually not that hard of a job. You just you say, yay, you say nay. Well, I agree so, with that. Um, but, you know, they probably shouldn't be admitting it. Well, a good senator, good representation of your state uh, and even being a good politician. Now, I might not like the deals that they broker, but the job is reaching consensus, making deals there's a lot more involved than just up or down voting that sort of concedes the maybe they are saying the quiet part out loud that someone else does all the work of screwing you guys over he just says yes to screwing you guys over so yeah, there probably no, is truth what i'm to saying that, is but. uh look at look at the quality of our centers senators historically it's clearly not that difficult a job they're majority retards how um, hard could it possibly be? We're not sending our best. I would agree with that point. Yeah. Although in theory, this is supposed to be. Remember back way back when they were selected by state legislatures. They were supposed to be people of prestige. There was a, the Senate was supposed to be the higher house that was uh, less susceptible to the passions of the mob. That was the uh, thinking. And mm. <laughs> I. I know that there is a lot of declaration that the Fetterman campaign is dead. And I would like to believe I can't wait to be wrong on November 9th. I'm telling you, clown world compels that this man will win. We are going to watch it happen. I'm I'm in in it. I'm I'm ready for it. I uh, and I will have no choice but to just laugh at it, even though it's hard to laugh at. As I said, I just seriously speaking, I think there are some whether it's his wife who's seeking power, whether it's uh, whatever the Democrat power structure is that just wants a dead body puppet in the seat like Joe Biden. Somebody is actually evil in this situation. And I really don't think it's actually John Fetterman himself. Maybe he has some thirst for power. That's it's definitely not. Somebody's putting him up to this. And I think that person is actually evil because they're, they're putting him in a spot that is clearly detrimental to his health. This is not the ideal way to recover from what happened to him. And I have, 
no sympathy for him as a matter of his politics, but just on a human to human level, that guy had a serious health episode and he needs to recover. And being on a stage in front of thousands of people, it, it, that's not that can't be good. But why would anybody want this? Well, he's just, he's just the body that fills the seat. I th- whoever whoever is uh, puppeteering that body, that's the question for them. Anyway, I suppose we'll uh, get some get some thoughts about Fetterman or maybe some of the other debates or whatever uh, our callers want to talk about. But uh, most of you are familiar with how the call in show operates. If you're not and you're curious about how to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. If you would like to send us an email question, maybe you can't uh, call in live or you're having trouble getting in live. You can do that through the contact page of the website. MattChristiansAdMedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We will get to those at the end of the stream as we do each and every week. Uh, and, of course, we'll catch, you, catch up with your super chats every half hour as well. Anything else before we hop into the calls? Nope. I'm going to be sneezing a lot because of these mice in my house. Who is allergic to mice? I've never heard of that, but uh, you have a you have a mice or a mouse infestation? Every October they come in from outside and then we have to just holocaust them with a variety of poisons. <laughs> well, that's very on brand. Uh, that's true. So, I, tiny, I assume, tiny little gas chambers. I assume you're very house. skilled. Uh, not a single one survives. <laughs> All um, right. <laughs> let's let's. Oh, did I miss? Oh, here we go. Let's try uh, Wes first. Wes, are you there? Hey, Matt. Hey, Blonde. How's it going? Hi. We are well. What's on your mind? Well, um, if you remember, I'm the caller who discussed the tranny older brother. That's right. I do remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Do you have more on that theme, or you got something else? Oh no, he's he's just this. I mean, yes, on that theme. Um, Is your brother uh, Dylan Mulvaney? Is that him? <laughs> Seems like he's really made a name for himself. Uh, no, who's Dylan Mulvaney? <laughs> that tranny that's interviewing Biden. And stuff. Oh, that that fag. Okay, no, I'm not him. <sighs> I was going to say, um, stay oh, in that world him. where you don't know who that is. It's a it's a better place it's to a, live. It's a no, place, I, I've yeah. seen him on the day. I just not a name worth remembering. I try <laughs> to put it out of my head as soon as I could. Um. So, I've been studying philosophy. I, I guess I've been thinking about it myself. I haven't actually started to read anybody, and I got kind of curious. You are an you seem to be an extremely intellectually honest person, and I wonder. Same question for you, blonde. Where do you? It was basically two questions. Where do you get your reasoning from? How did you learn to think? As much of a weird question that is. And two, hmm. um, I was thinking about the nihilism question. At some point, you just have to. It seems like you just have to trust that there is meaning and reason and rationality of the world, and that we aren't here simply by happenstance. And that there is purpose, or you just decide there is nothing. And I'm trying to figure out how one makes that decision because I yeah. could not. How do you prove that the world has meaning? It's yeah. just at some point somebody decides what they want to believe, and maybe you've figured out something different than that. Well, you've probably identified the biggest uh, the biggest gap in my thinking, and I appreciate the compliment. Thank you for that. But I, I would say where I learn to think if that's a good way to describe it. But I'm one of the few that actually considers my four year college education to be valuable. As I've mentioned, uh, it was four years of the Socratic method. It was four years of people asking me why, why, why you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Explain, explain, explain until you're down to a a fundamental first principle. And uh, that just got me to, to 
think in that way, I suppose. Um, but your second question uh, is where I do get stuck uh, because I think fundamental to a life well lived is the idea that there is purpose, purpose to your life and purpose to everybody else's life. That's the foundation of a, the moral framework in which we operate. The reason it's wrong to abuse another person is because that person's life has value. The reason you have an obligation to live your life well is because your life has value. But where does that come from? That is a God question. And I, I struggle to find that connection, but I'm searching as close to every day as I possibly can. But you're right. There's a leap there. And I don't yeah. I haven't made that leap yet, but I'm trying to figure it out. Bond, your answer. Um, well, the way I learned to think it was it was by having uh, just straight up ego death in my personal life, like crashing and burning spectacularly in public. Um that you are the second woman I know who's learned a life lesson by getting into a car accident. <laughs> no, not that. Um, although I did get in a car accident. How did you know that? Have I talked about that before? Well, you are a woman. You just said it. No, 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 no. Just crashing and burning publicly from like a career perspective. Uh, oh, I thought you meant a literal car accident. This was a metaphorical one. It was a metaphorical car accident. Yeah. Um, and realizing that I had built my entire life and my sense of identity on something that did not matter, like being a, a feminist careerist just led me into um, like the, the depths of alcoholism and all these horrible personal decisions. Um, when that happens, you have to, you have to think about what's important. And that led me to an entirely new school of thought and, and to, to reevaluate my entire life and like, and my value system. Um, and when you've embarrassed yourself really publicly, it allows you to um, open yourself up to taboo viewpoints. That is like the one great thing about being canceled. You are free to explore all sorts of things that you otherwise wouldn't even explore like in, in, a, in your private life, in your own mind. Uh, and it's it's very freeing in that way. And so um, I kind of thank God that my life took this turn. What was the second question? Uh, the meaning of life? Well, it was basically the more I think about the subject, I can't prove to somebody so far that this life has meaning. I can point to the Bible. I can point to right because um, that's that's ultimately the only way I can think of it. I had my own uh, cr crossroads when I was in college. I briefly considered a, abandoning my religion so I could live out whatever um, self-indulgent lifestyle I desired because religion is repressive. It says you cannot do things, and those things seem really fun to me. But then yeah. I thought, well, if there is no meaning, if there is no God, if there is no morality, if there is no purpose, then there's nothing. No, right. there is no meaning. And the thought, one, it horrified me. And two, I thought, nobody behaves that way. All of humanity instinctively seems to think that their life has meaning, that there is a purpose to life. Yeah. They're taught. They're taught differently. I think in college, we kind of teach this worldview that says, yeah, we're just animals. Nothing really matters. We're just here to have a good time. But that's not how people live until you tell them that, at least not in my experience. Maybe I'm sure a lot of this can be anecdotal, but no, that's true. I mean, but I, th I don't think that um, that even the meaning of life is given to us by an understanding of religion. But but in that way, like what Skag was talking about, natural law, uh, you have to derive meaning from life in order not to violate other people's rights. Like, well, you have that, to derive that, meaning for life to even care about violating other people's rights. Yeah, and for, for those rights to even yeah. exist as a concept. And for those rights to exist, yeah. But in terms of uh, it being a faith question, I mean, isn't that the nature of faith? 
that you have to trust God. And and Skaggs, right? It's something that I struggle with uh, on a on a daily basis. Like, how does one trust God? Do you just do it? You just you just do it? Like, well, I need uh, I need more. I need to know like how how do I do this? You know. Well, my answer is if somebody if you trust somebody, you do as they tell you, and that's really all. If you love somebody, you act in a way that's loving. You may not feel it. If I say I do not trust something, yet I continue to put my life or um, I, I continue to do as instructed, then I am trusting them by my actions. So you might right, say, I don't but you trust have to have a relationship with somebody first before you can do that. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm a soldier. I put my trust in my equipment. I put my trust in the people above me, some of oh, whom I have no relationship with. You, huh. you can, you can separate the things you do from the emotions you feel, and I. I do that a lot. Um, why do your emotions come into play? It's a decision. Love is a decision. Yeah, you can feel love towards somebody, but if I choose, if I say I feel nothing, and yet I choose to take care of them day after day and put their needs above my own, I am choosing to love them, regardless of how I feel. Huh. That might be very, very helpful for me. You may have I, just figured my life out. Right I hear there. a lot of so, applications to the God concept there, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And I... Um, as fascinating as I find this, and I could probably talk for another hour about this. So thank you for the uh, excellent thoughts and questions. But in the interest of time for the other callers, I'll have to move along If uh, unless you have a closing thought here. I have one closing thought sure. and uh, completely understood about I knew this would go on long. This is a deep subject. Blonde, read your Bible. Oh, my God. Read your Bible. Yeah, the answers that are there. I just. You, you said you don't read your Bible. Read it. it 10 minutes. Um, I, I listened to this guy, Dr. James Tor. He says that he reads his Bible every day and he doesn't read it fast. He might read one or two verses and meditate on it. So you don't have to read a whole chapter. Just pick something that stands out to you and focus on it and meditate on it and think about okay. it. All okay. right. Catch you later. Thank you very much. Thanks, Wes. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Hmm. Yeah, the, the the point he made about it just seems like everybody has this sort of innate understanding within them that their life has some purpose, some meaning, some reason to get up and do all the things that you do. Did we all just decide that? Was that purely some sort of evolutionary advantage? Or is yeah. there something, is there some reason, is there some programming within us that we all just kind of know that inherently or innately is in the same way we know how to breathe inherently or things like that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume that there's more to it than than that. Yeah, I, I assume there's more to the, the purpose and value of life than we all just got together one day and sat around the campfire and, and said, you know, decided. society works better if we all agree that the life of one another has value. Yeah, I just I think it was something that predated that. But anyway, obviously much to think about. Rusty culture. Rusty, are you there? Russ with two yeah. S's is your name, Russ. I uh, it is my gnome de guerre online. Ah, all right. Well, what's on your mind? I would just good evening to my fellow extremists. Good evening and good night in uh, Fetterman terms. <laughs> Poor guy. Say, you have a fellow owner of the finest in the lesbian automobiles on on the show right now. <laughs> oh, let's talk Subarus. All right, but Subaru. From my perspective, has been really dropping the ball on their cars. Uh, they oh, have, really? Well, they have gutted. First of all, they don't even make one of the models of the car. They, in the last few years, they've cut two very important cars, and they've wrecked another one aesthetically. But 
I don't know if you're serious or if you actually. I am. Oh, you actually I, wanted to. Okay. Well, your thoughts well, no, on Subaru. I, I, w- I was just wanted to say that I didn't. I watched you for a long time and I was looking back trying to figure out when I started watching and I mm. noticed that you used to have Q&As in your WRX. I'm like, I did. Yeah. <laughs> did you really? Oh, yeah, I did. I did uh, maybe five or six, like kind of drive around Q&As. They're way back oh, on wow. the channel somewhere. I happened to pick one up last year, like right, right when used cars were picking up. I happened to get in like right after there was a big jump. in the What price. model year did you get? Uh, 2018. Oh, OK. So mine is uh 15. So when they it's it's the first year of that generation, and then yep. for the for 2022 blonde, they have at least in my opinion. I don't want to. I don't know about you, uh, Rusty, but the new WRXs are just aesthetic trash. I hate what they've done to the car. Idiots. Let me see. Awful. They've like put 2022. This 2022 WRX. This black plastic cladding on it. Oh, yeah. uh, just and they really didn't make a lot of mechanical upgrades or improvements to the car. Yeah, and I don't know anything about cars, that, but I hate this. And the in, <laughs> okay, <laughs> one of the things I love, and I know everybody is just glued to their <laughs> glued to their stream right now because it's so entertaining. But the dash in the car that you have and that I have, uh, I think, is pretty much perfection. Big giant. <laughs> careful how i phrase this uh the the knobs are very easy to manipulate oh, yeah and the new generation of the car they did the damn thing where you just have a giant ipad for a dash i don't want a giant ipad oh, for a dash i want nothing to do with that and you have to have that man i know so nothing about my car and i love it you have a mazda or what do you drive i have a mazda cx5 huh. it's the first new car i have ever owned I don't know. Uh, I've never uh, driven one, so I don't know much about them. But it's kind of a bomb car, but I love it. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I um, I, I'm kind of a, as far as our, our, we're kind of at a car crossroads. Our family because you need a new one. Well, I, I drive a sedan, uh, and it's for one, one kid. That's fine. If we have more kids, that's going to become an issue. So we've thought about getting a bigger car. But it's such a terrible time to buy cars right oh, now. Oh yeah, it's like they'll they'll give you a sweet trade in offer, but for what to go get? Yeah. another yeah. overpriced used car. Or if you want to buy new, good luck. There's one on the lot, so you better like it. That's so. true. Anyway, all right. A final Subaru thoughts, Rusty, or whatever else you might have in your mind. <laughs> well, I was figuring now that we've completely uh, annoyed blonde. Oh no, it's fine. Actually... <laughs> uh, I was actually wanted to talk to you guys about. You wait, 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 wait. You can't trade. You, you don't can't get shoehorn a things. brand new topic. I'll give you, I'll, okay. I will give you a short little while to, to make, okay. you go for it. <laughs> but I do have to move on. Okay. Sorry. Uh, keeping it short then. Uh, I just wanted to thank, thank you guys. I have a little problem with you. You talk about all of your old videos and you tell people not to watch them. Don't. Every opinion I had in the so car good. was crap. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, I wanted to make the point that it's, it's nice to see somebody start their starting point. Yeah. Um, especially looking at, because with all the attacks on free speech, you know, all of everything being shut down, PayPal deciding to reinstate their I plan to find everybody. I thought it'd be a great time to start a YouTube channel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's plenty to talk about. It's the, the thing that sucks is like back then in the time you're talking about that, there was, it was a much more open space. Like you could make something and have it catch fire. And and now like yeah. you're going to be buried. I don't mean you specifically. I just mean someone trying <laughs> to start a channel. Susan stacks the deck against you. And 
it sucks. It's, it's a major bummer. I, I hate that she's shut the door on a lot of people. It's not that it's impossible to build something from scratch now, but they just make it very, especially if you want to talk about anything controversial, whether, you know, it's politics, religion, whatever. Susan shuts the door on you and it mm-hmm. sucks, but there's also rumble and other spots. Rumble that are, is taking off. Yeah. Uh, Ricada was actually able to have some really successful streams, especially with the Darrell Brooks trial that was just yeah. today. Yeah. Um, probably the Did one they thing sentence I li- him? Yes. yes. Or no, he's not sentenced, yes. but he's convicted on all. He's uh, right, right. And, convicted and the, on every single charge. So. And, and the murder charges is... carry mandatory life sentence. So, so he has girl. like 17 life sentences, right? Uh, at least six, probably. Okay. Well. Because it was six uh, murders. Oh, right. But yeah. he called caused bodily injury to like to how many people? Yes, a lot. Was, a yeah, lot. Yeah. At least six murder charges and then 61 uh, either assault or yeah. uh, endangerment with a deadly weapon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. And uh, enjoy your car. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Have a good night. You too. I saw a little bit of his closing statement in which he was tearful and talking about how he still has never held his infant son. Poor Darrell Brooks has never held his infant son. How many infant sons does he have? Well, I think he said he has a daughter who writes him letters. And then he has a newborn son who I think was born after the incident while he was in jail is what he made it sound like. With a different woman. I do not know who the mother is, uh, who the mothers are. I, I don't know. But uh, I'm sure she's a giant whore. (laughs) She uh, she made a bad pick, it sounds like. But he he stood up there and he got all tearful and he had it was, again, just victimizing himself. His whole defense case was, number one, I am not Darrell Brooks. I don't know who you're talking about. And number two, uh, my car had some kind of malfunction and that's why there was a recall out for it. And uh, whoopsie, I accidentally drove into close to 70 people. Now, I can understand. What are you, you going to do, though? I mean, well, defense I, wise. I supp- and then in a, in a case where it's like mandatory life sentence. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point to the. It, this is a situation in which strategically and I'm not talking morally, but strategically, there's, there's no very little out. value yeah. in pleading guilty for it, you're not going to get any, any kind of lenience because there is a mandatory sentence in play yeah. by law. So I guess you might as well throw shit at the wall, which is in, was his entire defense <laughs> strategy. Yeah. But you also don't have to get up there and try to make the jury feel bad for you. You are allowed as, as a, I guess silly me trying to find a morality in a guy who plowed through like 70 people. But as a moral matter, you are allowed to get up there and say, I'm I'm really sorry for what happened and I wish yeah. I could take it back, but I can't. What are you going to do that? I mean, you are allowed to do that at least to, to help cleanse your conscience, but he doesn't seem like a guy Fuck who, his conscience. Uh, who cares? cares much about that or is capable of caring much about that. Yeah. I don't know if he's crazy or not. He seems borderline, but all right. Well, let's talk to be kind of crazy to do something like that. Don't you? Well, uh, I, I need to look up the timeline. My wife was saying today that, um, there's a theory that he did this for for Rittenhouse revenge because this was Recompense. right after the Rittenhouse. Uh, that acquittal. sounds like a solid theory. But then there was the whole like fight with his girlfriend and stuff. I, I just don't to to date. I've heard no explanation for. I mean, when you hit seventy people, I think it's a fair conclusion that there's intent involved. But the reason for the intent, I, 
that's never really been explained. He just went crazy or he wanted some kind of, I know that people, um, point to some of his prior social media statements and even his, uh, I guess rap career, but he's had some, uh, unkind things to say about white people before. Like, was it a racial thing? What was Probably. this about? I don't know. Ratchet Republican. Are you there? Hi. Hey, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Oh, I finally got a new headset. So, um, Got a little bit of reparations. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> is, that, is that the, uh, you're in Jamaica, aren't you? Or you're Jamaican? I'm Jamaican. So are these the Kamala I'm Harris United reparations? States. These are the, you're uh, in the U.S., but you're Jamaican. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was playing around with that. Um, right. I just, yeah, I just um, wanted to uh, get off the politics a little bit and let's talk about a piece of entertainment that I'm really excited about. Okay. Kanye actually, West. I mean, oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> Did you no, buy your that. Yeezys? You better get to Foot Locker oh. quick. They're taking them off the shelves. Oh, that whole situation, boy. I, I don't really want to get into it right now. Yeah, I, I get you guys yeah. in trouble. <laughs> well, and it sounds like you got um, something you want to talk about. So. Oh yeah, a piece of entertainment that I wanted to get into. Um, it's coming out actually the, the day of the election, hmm. and it's called. I don't know if you ever heard of God of War. Yeah, I, uh... I, I know the game, but I've never played it. No. Yeah, you, if you have never played, you have to play it, man. It's called God of Dude. War, and the 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 uh, squeal is coming out on November 9th. It's called God of War Ragnarok, and I'm telling you, man, I literally took off a week off work. I got a flat screen <laughs> TV, right? I got a PlayStation Five. I am ready for this freaking game. And let me let me tell you why. It's because you know in entertainment. You know, they don't usually highlight the males or the, you know, relationship between a father and a son. Yeah. And God of War at its base is the father, but is the relationship between a father and a son and a father trying to, you know, raise his son. Um, um, for you, Blonde, the protagonist is called Kratos and he's half God, half, half man. He's the son of Zeus and he moved to Scandinavia from Greece to live in um to live in Norse the Norse mythology and he had a son called Atreus the mother died and the mother's wish was to send her ashes to the highest peak in all the realms and that's how the story starts and um they get entangled with the Norse gods and and um in that story bit the 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 base of the story is the relationship between the father and the son okay and it's it's an incredible anglomation of art music narrative gameplay it is an amazing experience it's it's top notch you're making me wish wow. i had uh time for such for such things anymore, I, know, you know? I know like i i've yeah, done it I, i've done the like go to the midnight release take days off of work <laughs> i've I have done that, but I think those days are are past me, unfortunately. Oh. I know you could definitely relate to this because, as I said before, you're you know raising a son, mm-hmm. and it, it, I, I'm pretty sure that Kratos has raised a lot of young boys um, because a lot of uh, life lessons are learned in the story, and um, and it, it it really highlights the the the, the true purpose of what a father is supposed to be yeah and I, i've, I've heard nothing stuff. but but positive things about the game i think it's it's so uh from someone who hasn't experienced it and i've i've experienced that game and i've seen this in other forms of entertainment where it's 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 such a point of praise now 
the baseline level is like, wow, that was a reasonably positive view of masculinity. That that is worthy of high praise. Instead of just shitting on men, they actually made manhood cool. I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the thing is that in his past, Kratos was a murderous. He was hyper macho, murderous, sleeping around, doing all that mess. But then you see the evolution of him trying to raise his son not to be like him. And you see the purpose of, you know, of, of having children or having families is that it, it, um, it evolves you as a human being. And that is what the purpose of that's another purpose of having children is to to evolve you, to teach you that life is not just about yourself, but it's about others, about, um, you know, passing along, you know, good qualities and passing along good uh was like a good vibes or whatever but it just shows the importance and then it shows the importance of a a woman too also because with the absence of the mother in the situation you could see the father struggling to 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 show like the empathy and the nurturing that is needed that the mother usually provides yeah so yeah and on top of that you know you get to kill a whole bunch of people but um the only reason i'm uh, laughing is because i know that all too well <laughs> i mean my wife's saying come on he wants you to pick him up and hug him like i do but then he just screams at me because he wants mom oh. you know there's just certain no it, it, you're about yeah. to go through like a big shift yeah Emmeline and my husband are just like besties now yeah Holy maybe sweet. he he does have a noticeably different response to me but uh i you uh, my attempt to nurture him in the way that mom nurtures him is a joke. Frankly, it is laughable. Uh, so yeah, I do my best. Men, men, but... show, men show love in a different way. Yeah, of and course. With Kratos, yeah. with Kratos, Kratos is like a, a very stoic father. Like he doesn't show emotion a lot. And you, you can see different moments in the game where he's, you see, put his, try to put his hand on his shoulder and then he stops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't know um, how to show that emotion. But at, at the end of the first game, he was able to connect with his son and you see the connection and this is a continuation of, of that and uh I, I just can't wait for this game I, I, man, like i'm literally at work just thinking about it all day long it is just a magnificent game and if you want to just take a look at the trailer there's a trailer the story trailer you get you can get some idea of what it's about and you'll uh. be you'll be you'll be hooked i'm trusting me it's it's a very good game well, I, I will have to take your word for it because I don't expect to have uh, video game <laughs> opportunities anytime soon, except for maybe when my son or sons or you know, when, my, when my future children or my current child are old enough to enjoy video games with me, then I can write it off as daddy time and then kind of get away with it that way <laughs> until then, yeah. you know, uh, until then I, I got to I have uh, other responsibilities that take my time. Uh, yeah. But yeah. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I uh, honestly, I, I do miss video games. That's not to say I would trade. I'm very happy with with what I have. But video it's, games it's have been a casualty like, of the uh, of the new responsibilities. It's it's more like it was more like playing a movie. A really yeah, yeah. Long, yeah. So, that, you know, games have now evolved into more narrative based. It's no yeah. longer. You know, like a Mario, you know, you jump on a Koopa and oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, because I grew up with the with the old school Mario games and the Duck Hunt. That's yeah. how old I am. <laughs> and then I grew up with the old PlayStations and stuff. So it has evolved into more narrative based. And it's much better than the the movies that are coming out now, which is crap. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So well, f- 
Thank you for the call and enjoy uh, the game. Enjoy. It's nice talking to you, Matt. Yeah. Have a good night. Good to talk to you. Okay. Bottom of the hour. We are due for a break. Uh, let's see. I forgot to open my D live, so I want to make sure I do that. Uh, appreciate you guys over on D live as always. And let me see what we have on YouTube and tippy stream. Metal rules says, why didn't Jeffrey Dahmer eat? Uh Oh, it's an emoji. I think and emojis don't necessarily come through on, uh, this system. What is the emoji? Uh, cause he would get hungry 30 minutes later. I could find out what the emoji is unless you have YouTube super chat open. Do you? I don't. Let me go find it. If you want to read a couple more. We should guess. Uh, well, there's a lot of different food emojis. What would he eat that would, he would be hungry 30 minutes later. Sushi. Uh, let's see. Let's see That's if you, my guess. Uh, let's see if you guessed right. Hold and Mulray. Jesus while describing the scribes and Pharisees, but you were not to be called rabbi for you have one teacher and you are all brothers and call no man your father on earth for you have one father who is in heaven. Uh, we uh, follow too many men. Uh, the, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a danger in that elevating, elevating uh, humans beyond the level of which they are worthy, I suppose. Uh, even in the YouTube system, I just have a square. Chinese, live chat told me. Oh. That makes sense. You get, you're hungry 30 minutes after eating Chinese? It's the only thing that makes sense. We should have figured it out through context clues. Why does that... Why are you... Like, when you eat Chinese food, are you... I wouldn't know because I hate Chinese food. What? The closest I get is Panda Express, all right? That's the oh, closest God. I'm getting. And the the, the reason why... I just don't like it stylistically. I just don't like the flavors and all that. But my time in California, a lot of times when people would want to go out to eat in a business setting, like at work, they always picked these damn Chinese restaurants. All right. And these are like authentic. All right. This is like where coronavirus came from. Chinese restaurants. All right. Those. Maybe I got to buy a sample. I don't mean to defame all the country's fine Chinese dining establishments. I'm just saying, you think you have a mouse infestation? You don't compared yeah. to the dining establishments of the Oakland, California area. I don't uh, know, man. When I went to Vancouver, I got some dim sum. That was just, it was just some of the best food I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I, I, I don't and like And it Chinese was weird food. dim sum yeah. also. Not a fan, but, uh, <sighs> but well, anyway, so, but why, why, if you eat Chinese food, why are you hungry 30 minutes later? What's that about? I don't know. I mean, I've heard that about sushi, about Japanese food. Oh, it's just not substantive or something? Yeah. Hmm. Danny from Montana. I can't fucking read this, dude. Uh, well, he says, uh, happy birthday happy to me. Happy belated birthday, Matt. Another Who's preposterous Chinese? year. I think that was so many parentheses. Didn't I misread prosperous year as preposterous a little while ago? Wasn't that the bit? Uh, I, don't <laughs> I just love the word preposterous. It's a fantastic word. Uh, uh, well, oh, he has Kanye thoughts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Danny probably has uh, several pairs of Yeezys by now, it sounds like. I'm not buying Kanye's crap, his expensive, ugly crap, because he talked about the Jays. I'm not doing that. <laughs> He's already a multi-billionaire. He doesn't need to spend money on his stuff. I wonder... Um, 
how big of a hit Adidas is going to take uh, as a business matter on this? I don't know. I mean, I love Kanye West. I think that he might be some kind of um, insane genius or something like that. But also, like, have you been listening to him talking about Kim Kardashian lately? I have only heard the viral clips of what he said. I haven't listened to any extended well, He was things. like, Kim is a Christian woman, and she's talking about, like, getting banged out by Pete Davidson in front of the fireplace to remember her grandma. And, like, like I hear you, Kanye. Like, I hear you. But she was a giant whore when you married her. Like, you married That's a giant That's pretty much why whore. she's famous. For being a giant, a giant yeah. whore and giving Ray J like a really, really low effort blowjob. <laughs> um, so you know, like, what what did he think he was doing here? Like uh, marrying yeah. some sweet Christian woman? It's like everybody's already seen her snatch online. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah, if that was the premise at their wedding, I I would have some questions about that. Anyway, uh, G. R says, "Hey, my Jagas, more Yellowstone talk tonight. Do, is is it back on? Not for I think it's November thirteenth, somewhere around there. So a few more Why do weeks. You know that? Uh, oh, can't man. wait. Now they're saying they're going to do so. Ni- they're uh, they're filming nineteen twenty three, the the next prequel in Butte, which is uh, I don't know a hundred miles or so away from here. And now they've already said there's going to be a season two and that's got Harrison Ford and someone else in it. What? But he's so old. I, I don't know who he's going to be. Is he going to be an old ass James Dutton from 1883? I don't know. Although uh, Sam Elliott was in 1883 and he's yeah. so hot. He's got a great voice. I love Sam Elliott's voice and it's a great a mustache. Sexy too. old man right there. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jagger. Uh, Matt, did you see Sam Alito's comments on the Supreme Court leak per zero hedge? What? I, I only saw the comments that I saw. I didn't see what was on Zero Hedge, but the comments that I saw, he was saying that the Supreme Court leak put uh, the lives of Supreme Court justices in danger. That was all I saw. I heard like a 30 second clip. So if there was something more than that, I missed it. I'm unaware of this. Um, let me look it up right now while we uh, let's read a couple more. I'll see if I can find it. Ryan Haas, I have some bad news and some good news. Bad news is my cancer is back. Oh, man. Sorry, sorry. to hear it, man. Good news is that I've been shown such an overwhelming amount of support, shamelessly asking for encouragement for my favorite podcast duo. P.S. I love you, Chad. I'm so sorry to hear that. I wish I had something profound and thoughtful and helpful to say to you right now. I mean, what do you say to somebody? Well, uh, other than than all the best, and of course, if I can offer any help or assistance, send me an email. And, and of course, uh, uh, thanks for, thanks for supporting the show and thanks for being part of the community and, and please be in touch if we can help you out in any way. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, we'll pray for you too. Um, sir, she says, has anyone FOIA'd Richard Karina, Karina's border crossing documents yet? Did he tell border personnel he was here to spy on us gun shows or did he lie? Well, I, think he lied what uh yeah that's a good question what authority would we go to yeah would we go to the to uh customs and border patrol to get that information i assume he would have had to yeah i i guess i was uh unaware that there's documentation or i guess i just didn't think of that necessarily but you're right that there probably should be if he's just heading on over from lethbridge to drive down to great falls to see what's going on there's got to be some he had to ha- encounter someone, but I guess the question is, was paperwork formal, uh, formally filled out, Holy or is that yeah. just like a wink and a nod type thing? I don't know. 
Uh, zero uh, hedge this morning. Justice Alito leak of Supreme Court's abortion decision made conservative justice, quote, targeted conservative justice is, quote, targets for assassination. So uh, it, it looks like it's just generic commentary on the leak itself, not necessarily uh, new information about who done it or the status of the investigation or anything like that. Um, but I don't. I don't think that that's overstated. There was a guy outside of Kavanaugh's house saying, I'm here to kill him. And he had arm, he had a gun. He had uh, tools of the trade. Mm -hmm. So, and he said, I'm here because of the the leak. (laughs) He told that to investigators. So that doesn't even seem speculative to me. That's just uh, the facts of the case, at least for Kavanaugh. Uh, We'll circle back. All right. Thank you guys for uh, your support for the show. We'll come back to your chats at the top of the hour. Let's see. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Meadily is up next. Meadily, are you there? Hey, guys. How's it going? We're well. What's good. How mind? are you? Good, good. Hey, you know, I, thought I wanted to run something by you. Um, I've been putting a lot of thought into this, and I don't know. I'm considering possibly running for some kind of office and as far as like my top priorities i kind of wanted to get your guys um, input on it and uh one of them is i think i wanted to start with um first of all repealing the 19th okay uh, I, I think that'd be a really good choice Just, so you're gonna run for yeah. local office on the uh platform of a, a constitutional amendment nationally that's right you know what i mean right. i you have to you have to start small somewhere. I mean, I can't really start, you know, I can't really go for governorship or yeah. senator, especially in, in Minnesota. You know, I need to start small. Um, another possible uh, issue that I'd like to push for um, is uh, declaring or classifying leftists as not humans. Um, <laughs> so that, uh, you know, because, you know, one of their big arguments about about fetuses is, you know, they, they can't survive on their own. You know, they're, they're dependent ah. on... on on people and I'm like, well, leftists are usually pretty dependent on others who are more useful than they are. So by, by that argument, I think I have a pretty strong, uh, pretty strong argument. They're, they're non-viable. As yeah. Humans. I see where you're going. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, because like, let's say you take away like the farmers or the, you know, the truck drivers who deliver their food or, you know, or, or, you know, sanitation workers who clean up their shit and stuff like that. If they didn't have. Uh-oh, oh, we cut off. Yeah. Me I... too. I think that's. Oh, hold on, hold on. So, we uh, lost you for that. about five then, or ten. Um, back up. I, I wait, 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 wait. Back up, because we wait. lost you for a little bit, for maybe five or ten seconds. Okay. Um. Well, you heard my argument for for classifying them as not humans. It's just following yeah. their logic. Yeah, that's that fair. Naturally, yeah. I like it. Yep. And then another one. I I know blonde's gonna kind of roll their eyes, but I'd really like to work towards um trying to find some kind of peace. In, in the in the Middle East, you know, specifically, well, between Israel and Palestine. And I know she's going to roll her eyes, but hear, hear me out. I think I want to, I think the best way to, to settle this issue is to lock all the Palestinians and Israelis into a big Thunderdome okay. and arm okay. them with knives, pitchforks, uh, torches, chainsaws, swords, basically whatever weapon they would choose and sort of let them work through it. So you can either work through it or you can kill each other Either solution is you're an asshat. Um, so I think you know that would help usher some independence between them, and also just. Is this I like think UN? The Palestinians would win in that situation. Is this UN Probably. sanctioned, or uh, is it who's you're governing this? 
Um, I, I would try to, uh, I would try to, uh, to complete this in some kind of uh, undercover black ops operation, you know, because oh, it's secret. This is underground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I would just do it little by little. You know what I mean? There would just be like people missing every now and then. They'd be like, oh, suddenly there are a thousand citizens. Missing, <laughs> oh, this. Wouldn't know why. So this is not like a big formal Super Bowl event. Everyone gather around. This is like you're going to, you're going to well, kidnap no, but- people. <laughs> You're going to kidnap small amounts of people, take them to how is this going to be settled? Is it just attrition? Last last man standing? Pretty much. Yeah. And actually, you know, what's probably going to happen is they're also just going to die, which which, you know, it, it as far as the U.S. goes, as far as we're concerned, that's that's just fine. Um, they don't really concern us to begin with. But that way, I can at least argue that I'm working towards some kind of peaceful or some kind of, fi- you know, a final solution, I should say, towards dealing with ev- everybody involved all together. Now, now, see, I, I don't want to say that, you know, you know I, I'm not arguing, you know, against the Jews, you know, specifically. <laughs> I'm, just say, I'm just saying everybody, you know what I mean? Everybody can work towards one solution, you know, whether it's, you know, okay. it's, you know okay. the, the Muslims or the Re- Jews. Repeal the 19th, final solution. Final solution. I, we got time for one more prong of your okay. platform. Okay, another one I think that that Blonde I could really Blonde would really get on board with is instead of building a wall because that's kind of unrealistic. I mean, a wall's expensive; they can break through, you know, pretty much any any um, section, or they could dig under it. Even I think what we could do is actually just have catapults every, you know, every ten, fifteen miles, perhaps, and then as immigrants, you know, sneak over, we could have citizens, volunteer citizens, by the way. Uh, just sort of strap them into the, you know, into the little, the cup of the catapult and just sort of launch them over the wall. Of course, it would have to be a pretty big catapult um, in order to launch people. But, you know, we can do them one by one. So if a family comes over of 10, you know, it'll take, what, 10, 15 minutes to strap them and shoot them over. I mean, we're not, we're not going for accuracy or distance. That seems like so much work. Okay. What about just having a wall that's like plumes of searing gas? And it just makes oh. the flesh just fall off their bones. Oh, Where do we get this you know, gas? Yeah, uh, we can make it. Yes, yeah. in this economy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there there has to be some leftover Zyklon B somewhere. Um, but, hey, um, I, I like I, it. I, I'm I'm not quite sure. You know, come on, man. No, that's, that's not too humane. I'm thinking if we launch them over, they'll at least have some fun in the air, pretending they're supermen before ultimately crashing into the ground and flattening themselves. I like it. I'll vote for you. You There's got to be a way to make this competitive, like your piece in the Middle East proposal. There's got to be a a competitive angle. That's my only criticism. There's, I think we need uh, some, some competitive spirit in this border policy. Okay. The winner, I think the winner could get all of Ben Shapiro's money. I think that would, that would sort of make everyone happy. All right. You're an well, asshat. But that's pretty much it. You know, I, I just kind of wanted to run by, run that by you and see if you think I have any viable viable uh, um, ideas here. You have my support. I not only do I not okay. disavow, I endorse affirmatively, Me too. enthusiastically. I like it. All Perfect. Right. Thanks, guys. I love you as always, and I'll <laughs> we love you, you too. Thank All right, you. Have a good night. Okay. Bye. Uh, hey, Miss Malevolent is up next. Hey. Miss Malevolent, are you there? Hi. What's on your mind? Hey. Yeah. We are well. How have you been? I've been okay. Uh, I hope you can hear me. I can. Loud Crystal and clear. clear. Yeah. Good. Uh, we're having 
Well, oh, I'm now I'm <laughs> losing spoke too her. Soon. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, girl. I see. I hear her, or see her lighting up, but I don't hear anything. You got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Miss Malevolent, I'm going to put you back in the uh, troubleshooting room, and we'll see if we can get you back in a minute. Sorry about back that. Back in a minute. Sorry. Oh okay. wait. Now, now I can hear myself. Go for it. Hear me though. Yeah, kind of intermittently. But if you have a, a thought, you can if you, if you can get it out oh. somewhat quickly or efficiently, we might be able to respond to it. Right. Hopefully, I can. So that whole John Fetterman thing. <laughs> yeah. Now at this point. <sighs> yeah, I'm. I'm oh, I got, I got her. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we can get it. Uh, the tech problems sorted out. I'll come back to you, Miss Malevin. I'm sorry about the uh, connection. Okay. Okay. After that, uh, reloaded AK. Mr. AK, are you there? Oh, good lord. Okay. I got nothing. Can you hear anything? Mr. AK? Ah, I hear someone. What do you. <laughs> I just oh, heard perfect. someone go, hello. Oh, there we go. Uh, Mr. AK, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, hey. I remember, it takes a second for Discord sometimes to. To pull to fully pull me in and get the connection going. Ah, how you doing? All right. Uh, I guess we we could uh you know three cheers for the Daryl Brooks uh verdict. Although I didn't think there'd be any other way that it would go about you know going in terms of uh, like guilty on all charges. Yeah, I uh I, the 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 spectacle of the trial was sort of interesting. Um, oh. but I Wait. I oh. it's not spectacle, Matt. The the phrase you want to use. Is monkey shines okay? That is the hold on. That, All right, that, listen. Only that is the only if I'm getting banned by Susan, it. it's not because of you. All right, well, okay. Well, you don't keep these up on the bike. So, well, all right, all right, manners. That's that's all I'm asking for. All right, um, <laughs> what other ways to describe it? <laughs> Antics, shenanigans. But no, that does not. Anybody could do antics to, and shenanigans. They your, would have got thrown out of the courtroom. Uh, to, okay, okay. He was granted a. Uh, he was granted some wide latitude. You're right, but I guess the reason that I didn't pay as much attention to this trial as I have some other uh, high profile ones is that, to your point, this seemed like kind of a foregone conclusion. The idea that he was ever going to be acquitted seemed so absurd that was never going to happen. So yeah. the drama of it was sort of removed for me. Yeah, and pretty much, but it just—I find it surprising that he, uh, like, uh, somebody in chat says, it's surprising he didn't make a big fuss at the end. He just sat there quietly. Like, you people could try to keep highlighting the fact that he might be crazy, but then he kept was able to—he was—he kept trying to do these different strategies, throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. So that means he yeah. had enough like forethought in his head to try and diff, to to try different strategies. He wasn't just in like insane in that regard. I mean, he, he, I know you know the the ethnic background of the man we're talking about, so I didn't say he'd be that effective at it. But uh, okay, uh, uh, it, it, it it meant that he was trying to think of something to do to get out of it. There were there clearly was strategy. Sympathy card, yeah. Sympathy card, uh, sovereign citizen, uh, you name it. Or just trying to stall the co uh, the court as long as possible by uh, acting up. And he he was even uh, he yeah he kept trying to. I don't know if it was sovereign citizen adjacent or not, but even in the in the closing statements, he was still trying to press the judge on jurisdiction. Yeah, as though this court didn't have jurisdiction over the the criminal matter or even the location of the crime. 
it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I take your point that, that it may seem because it's so off the wall and silly, it, it seems kind of crazy, but there were clearly strategic decisions made. And you're right that he went, it wasn't just the tactics of like, well, let's try this angle or that angle in terms of your argument. It was the tactics of, um, of just his behavior, his own mannerisms, his own politeness or craziness. He could flip that switch whenever he wanted. Are we going to get angry Daryl Brooks? Or are we going to get polite, nice, sympathy-seeking Daryl Brooks? It, yeah. it just depends on what he thinks will work that day. Well, he well, it, like uh, somebody in chat says, like he ran over a bunch of kids. That's not that's not normal. You're right. In a way, that's not normal. But remember how much kind of shit like this goes on day to day to day and nobody ever really gets charged for it. like that that uh that stoop hooter couple that uh shot that fireman that off duty fireman like is no no oh, charges yeah. whatsoever you know, yeah. are you kidding me yeah. i got in I had a lot of good comments in in uh, the comment section that uh, elucidated that case a little bit more because it seems that there was a lot of confusion about where the gun came from and who went and got the gun and, the, and if the transferring of the gun was the initial contact that she had had with the gun there uh i and there was uh there's a guy who lives close by or has been connected with local media who had emailed me and i knew i saw that somewhere we talked about it on sunday that she that he got a gun out of a car yeah and came back to the store that was originally reported and then later removed Retracted. or not further yeah, reported yeah. So i didn't see that anywhere in the reporting yeah. yeah i saw uh i saw that in the link that the guy sent to me and i knew i had seen that earlier but then that fact at that at that claim of fact i don't know if it's true or not but that claim of fact just disappeared in later reporting on what basis was that claim made because yeah. every other claim about a uh, fact is based on witness testimony or the video itself but we have right. several witnesses who saw the whole thing basically yeah yeah yeah. so i was it just made up i doubt it why well the funniest thing in all in all this is is the fact that the prosecution refused to bring up daryl brooks's past social media uh postings into account in this and you, if they did you could probably have done this made this into a federal hate crime charge yeah well if they wanted to they yeah if they wanted to they, they uh merrick garland would be all over it if uh the racial implications were different reverse. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so that, that's the funny thing is that they can do uh, You can get a black to juice about whatever they want in this country, except what Kanye did, which is basically call out small hats and they get a, a pass unless it's so egregious that the, that the public can't, uh, like be bullied into silence. <gasps> Actual that's, justice warrior made a video about this. About what? About the firefighter case. No oh. freaking way. Yeah, he'd Thank probably you, do a, a good analysis on that. He seems like a, a, a good guy at, the, at at this sort of thing. I was listening to your conversation about uh, God, I Adnan. Love him. He's so great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, it, it's you're looking at uh, somebody like Daryl Brooks. This should have the 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 hate crime charge should have been put on at least on the table, possibly just so he could have faced the death penalty because Wisconsin doesn't have that. Ah, yeah, that's another angle I hadn't thought of that that uh, the feds could put him to death potentially. But they're not going to do that. Well, the, the, that's yeah. the thing is that he gets he gets to live the rest of his life in prison on the government dole. My like their Wisconsin taxpayers' money gets to go to the fact uh, to his like living expenses. What uh, I assume Wisconsin state must have a hate crime law too. I don't think uh, I don't know. They didn't charge him with it if they yeah. didn't. So that means the prosecution is yet again. Not looking at it, and the, the at this point, I guess it, sent, 
Well, uh, they, they were sent those tweets. They were sent his his past tweets and his yeah. rap videos and everything else. And some of those rap videos were played in the courtroom. Those lyrics were displayed. So I, you could have yeah. easily but, made a hate crime charge out of it. It would be a, a principle of the matter thing, of course, because he his sentence could not get any more severe in Wisconsin state as a matter of law. But I agree that if these laws are on the books, we're just going to excuse them. Why? Because I guess this uh, we don't care about it in this particular racial direction. Um, no, as long as long as you get the bully whites, like anything goes. Like yeah. we will, we will give you the any amount of leniency we can give you. That's that's pretty much it. Like I said, blacks have been able to do carte blanche, like twenty twenty riot violence and intermittent violence against whites through the past several years, and nobody's really been charged for anything unless it's been so egregious that it can't be ignored. And so, and then well, and like, even in like cases drugs, where it, yeah. it it is so egregious, but they still ignore, you know, yeah. like yeah. Uh, did you see uh, Ted Cruz on the View the other day talking about the the summer of love riots and and the the hosts were acting like they had no concept of this, like it like never this even is the happened first they at had all. Ever heard? What are you talking about? The left what? never engages in 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 violence, Ted. It was, well, it, was it wasn't hilarious. even so much about the left. It was the fact that that the 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 big dark golem was released released on everybody. Hmm. It's just what they do. Like any go to any inner city inside of the United States, and you just see that over and over and over again. You just get to tactically like inflame their passions and let them loose. All every right, every time <laughs> the Wendy's burning and everything else. No, I, I understand your I, outrage, I, I but you're too. not allowed just... to have those opinions. In addition to being brutalized constantly, uh, we're not allowed to think like that. Yeah, you know, you're supposed just, to say, please, sir, may I have some more? And I got I got Susan over my shoulder right now. It, well, uh, uh, man, <laughs> what is Susan? What is Susan, Matt? Where does she come from? What ethnic group is she a part of? I don't know Susan's Oh, Kanye background. might call her out. Oh, come on, Matt. Early life act- section up here. I actually, I I have not early life checked Susan, okay? Um, She's but a J-O-L for sure, life. right? Yes, uh, What's is. her last name? All I know Work about a- Susan, all I know about Susan is she they had say- a... She she rented her garage to the Google Bros. That's all. I, I don't know. even know her real name because we just call her Susan. It's Susan Wachowski. No, it's Susan Wachowski. Yeah, Wojcicki or whatever. Yeah. It's W-O-J-C-I-C-K-I. That's and if you're spelling. about and somebody's about to tell me like, oh, it's actually a Pajit who owns YouTube. Like you go one step above the Pajit who owns Alphabet who owns YouTube okay. and Google. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same all right. All right. You're gonna he, listen. He, he's already got a fire under his ass. All right. You got let's gag off the hook me here. Off. No, I know. Let's gag off the hook here. All right. I, he's trying to he's trying to keep his YouTube channel. Just, I, he's listen, already I'm like, like, I'm like doing Darryl all this Brooks, work. Man, to I got rein a, me I got a son in. to think about here. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's the thing, man. Is that it doesn't matter no, if you no. don't say anything because like they'll come after you well, anyway. No, seriously speaking, I'm 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 absolutely giving you your opportunity to speak, but I got to I got to keep it moving. That's Did fine. You... you guys have a good night. All right. Thanks, man. Wojcicki. 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 How the fuck? It's pronounced uh, Wojcicki, I think. Wojcicki? Yeah. Wojcicki. That is it's... a frightening visage. That's why it's Susan Wiki Wiki. It's she just, is it's so just easy. unattractive. Like everything about her face is just distasteful. Uh, it, uh, I've seen, I've seen. Is she a faces. giant woman? Is she like six foot seven? 
Susan no, I don't Bozhisky think so. Anyway, we're, right. while you dig in, I'm going to uh, catch up with our chat. Oh, she's small. Let's see. Uh, where do we leave off? Hmm. Okay, here I we go. Si- Simon, the- right? What's the what's the difference between a sandwich and a light bulb? Uh, a O. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. Well, it sounds. Is this anti-Irish? <laughs> what <am I> <laughs> Let me at? read. Hold on. What? Okay, wait, wait, wait. What's the difference between a sandwich and a light bulb? A O O A A O C. The reason I thought it was Irish is because it's written A O dash apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. A O C A O C doesn't belong in the kitchen, making me a light bulb. Can't believe Susan <laughs> made me censor that. You can't say A O C. Uh, G-R, G-R. I hope you can go three hours or more on election night. I wouldn't expect that. Um, but we will, uh, we'll have a, a stream monitoring the returns and we'll, we'll go live at nine Eastern. So there should be some picture of what's going on before the, the pipes burst and all the chaos ensues. But, uh, I forgot to mention on Sunday and I will say again this Sunday, we, uh, I expect we'll take some calls sort of like a Wednesday as well, but, uh, we will, uh, keep it election related. So it won't be you know, random topics. We'll, um, we'll talk uh, with callers about what's going on election wise as well. So, uh, three hours, probably not, but I, I imagine we'll Maybe. be live for a couple hours like usual, unless something totally crazy happens, in which case it's possible. But Nicholas H says, I've heard the Kanye rhetoric before, uh, Jay's control of business, etc. I heard it from my college roommate, my Jay college roommate who was bragging about the Jay's power. Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you guys listen. I love all of you, but we cannot talk about this. It's the thing. It's the it's... thing that can't be talked about. Are you t- uh, Kanye or Kanye's choice of topic? No, since the Kanye thing, all nine out of 10 of my emails are like, well, now you have to talk about the Jews. Like, I, no, I, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm going to let Kanye take all the heat. And then I'm going to let it come down the culture so much that anything I say isn't even offensive anymore. But I'm going to wait. I wait. I don't. Seriously speaking, I don't care that much about Kanye's political viewpoints or whatever. Like, I, I haven't heard I, everything. I think it said. matters. I think it matters. Yeah, but it's not. I'm not going to sit down and like listen to. I don't feel right saying he's right or he's wrong without listening to everything he's saying. Uh not through the filter of like some Twitter clip. I don't want to hear some 30 second clip and then everybody's pissed off about it or everybody's fighting about it. If I'm going to, if I want to talk about it, I want to hear everything he's saying. And frankly, I'm not going to sit down and listen to like an hour or two hours or three hours of Kanye. That's fine if you want to, but it's not. I did. I listened to all of it, all of the stuff. I, you're, you're totally entitled to do that. I just, (laughs) you know, it was a little nonsensical. Like I, I understand why he gets this rap for, for being bipolar and everything like that. But he, it, he it's a stream of consciousness thing with him. And uh, you've got to pick out the genius nuggets from the the stream of, of stuff that's coming out of his mouth. And he's clearly wrong about a lot of stuff. Um, and it's just, this is pretty standard black Hebrew Israelite stuff, right? Like, this is what we heard from Nick Cannon. Ah, uh, I don't know. I know that he, I don't, I barely even remember what he said. He said something similar, like it's it's uh, Jewish business owners or something, wh- whatever he yeah. was talking about. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. 
That was years ago, what he said. He got canceled so fast. And then he issued a groveling apology, with Con- which Kanye is not doing. I saw a clip of him from the in the Discord of him talking to um, Pierce Morgan. And Pierce Morgan is like trying to get him to apologize. And Kanye just laughs in his face. He's like, I'm not sorry. Like, he's not going to back down on this one, I don't think. Yeah. It's uh, nice to see somebody not apologize. Like, at a minimum, we should applaud him for that. Well, I, I, I can appreciate... Uh, Without without endorsing an opinion, I can appreciate sticking to an opinion despite uh, a lot of forceful effort to try to get you to change it. Oh yeah, but he has some but, walking around money. Like even without his bank, and who else? Who else canned him this week? Like Adidas. Who else? Footlocker. Yeah. There's a whole list of businesses, and because uh, it doesn't matter, the black community is still going to buy. Everyone's going to buy his album. I guess he'll have to do it. Didn't his entire, isn't there some conflict with whatever his record but business who cares? or deal He, he is? releases it. Like all these people can go independent now. Yeah. And it doesn't I'm, matter. I'm sure yeah. he could. He, I, I saw him saying he's going to start up his whole like Yeezy, Yeezy verse, yay verse. He's going to make like all the businesses. He's going to build everything. I believe um, him. I believe him. Yeah. Uh, good for him if he does. I don't build your... If you successfully build your own entire parallel economy, I would have to respect that. That's quite an yeah. achievement. I can just, you imagine he builds his own universe just so he can talk about the Jews? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm sure it. I I don't think Kanye is going to disappear anytime soon. So Mm-mm. I suppose this is going to hang on for a while. But uh, who else? Who's next? Robin D. Banks says, Matt, I sent you the story. Uh, please share with Blonde and Frank the love uh, it and likely so will you. Ten pages. Sorry, written with time constraints. Also says Blonde is right about the 19th and we need more men taking charge of women. When I see how irrational the rest of us are, it's uh, physically painful. Yeah. Well, even I'm sure you sympathize with this, but like trying to control my own irrationality. It's like a full time job. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> a man is handy for that. Yeah. Well, nobody uh, can control it, but a man, that's the point. Yeah. Uh, but unchecked that- female neurosis, it like, it's the inverse of like the gay male libido being unchecked. Hmm. Like that's what yeah. this feminism thing is. It's like total woman insanity and there are no men to like slap it out of us. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, women provide a lot of meaningful, uh, contributions to men in the same way you know my Do wife is yeah I, I in the same way like know, we were talking man. about earlier i live a more disciplined purpose-driven life because of my wife and the family that we've built i i don't do as many wasteful things like wasting time wasting money doing stuff that doesn't really matter instead we we have a purpose-driven life and that's what she's here to provide for me and for my son and for potential future children. So uh, if I, (laughs) if I have to control the periodic episode of anxiety or neurosis, yeah, that's fine. That is your, that is your sacrifice. Uh, That is, that is the deal. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Yeager. Sorry. Do you have other things to say? Oh no, we should um, pick these up later so we can get through some more. Uh, Last one for now. Midterms aren't the only big election coming up. Bolsonaro versus Lula on the 30th. Did you see him streaming GTA, by the way? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. I, I have. Uh, I had no idea. GTA, I assume you mean Grand Theft Auto. Bolsonaro plays Grand Theft Auto. God, he's got some big D energy, that guy. Well, 
as I will always credit Bolsonaro. I assume I might have some political agreement with him. My appreciation for him is solely for saying during coronavirus that Brazil can't be a country of faggots. <laughs> That's right. You earned That's my right. vote. We looked at the translation and it was totally. You earned my vote. Jair or Yair or whatever. However, in Portuguese. However, you, however you say your name. Uh, yeah. Okay. We will come back to your chats at the, uh, at the end of the stream. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Um, right. I'll have to just circle back with you. Wicked Masshole is up next. Wicked Masshole, are you there? Yeah, I'm right here. What's on your mind? Well, I just thought uh, it would be interesting to talk about a, well, interesting uh, experience I had uh, a while back when I, before the uh, Massachusetts primary, just as on a lark, I decided to check out who this uh, nut job running against uh, our boy, uh, what, I don't even remember his name, whatever. The point is the guy who, our Secretary of State, uh, Galvin, he's been, Francis Galvin, he's been in there for longer than I've been alive. I this think. is the uh, governor's race or what? Secretary of State, governor's race, uh, the primary oh. on the de- was, uh, did not go the way I was hoping it would, and so Laura Hill is going to win. But in the Democratic primary, there was uh, some lady running against Galvin for Secretary of State, and uh, I thought, oh, wow, what wacky stuff is she going to have there? Mm. And uh, so initially I thought, oh, this is going to be dumb. I want to see what a dumpster fire this is. So I turned it on. Well, I went onto the website, checked it out, and uh, I found that uh, in election security, she says, you know, January 6th was bad. And and this is why we need to well, work with cybersecurity experts, technologists, elections experts, and others to ensure we're at the forefront and have risk-limiting audits and submit to independent auditing. It's like, oh, wow. That's uh, that's surprising. Usually you would associate with that with a right winger. And she has a bunch of stuff talking about how she... No, obviously there's a lot of left-wing claptrap in there too, but there's a lot of stuff about how we need to make public records more accessible and we need uh, better information infrastructure and talking about how Massachusetts has terrible uh, election infrastructure. Hmm. And, uh, is this actually a close race, this governor's race? Is, this, is there a possibility? Are we... Uh... Who's the governor no, currently? No, Do you guys yeah. actually have a Republican governor? I forget. Is he one of those? Uh, well, or am I thinking of Maryland? Massachusetts has a history of Republican governors who are wicked moderate. But, okay. you know, it's Massachusetts because they're willing to trust the Democrats on a federal level overwhelmingly. But they're like, mm, maybe we don't want to want to send Democrats. At the yeah, Charlie level. Baker is a Republican. I always forget that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not. So there was this guy running against him who was a little more conservative, but instead there was the guy who was super hardcore right winger who's going to lose by like 30 points, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, no. And uh, so, yeah, Jeff Dio, he beat out uh, Chris Doty. Total bummer. So, yeah, it's going to be safe. It could have been competitive, but now it's not. And... Uh, Hmm. But yeah, so for the Secretary of State, the Democrat primary was talking about, oh, yeah, there are some areas that vote more than others, and we should do more to, uh, you know, engage people. And I thought, huh, you know, definitely a lefty, but it's some ESG stuff in there. But I actually thought, hey, I'm surprised. Some of this stuff actually seemed kind of reasonable. And I thought, you know, that's not the thing I would have expected to see. But, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you'd be surprised what you'll find if you, you know, see what the other side's saying. Yeah. Well... Godspeed yeah, in that state. That's not something I expected to see on a hardcore left-wingers website. Well, maybe. Uh, 
But uh, well, I, I suppose there could be worse things. <laughs> and yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's what you have to settle for in uh, exactly. New England politics. I mean, she at this lost. Point. He he got like seventy percent of the primary yeah. vote, but still, still. All right. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for the update. Um, yeah. We got to let you go, but I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks, man. Bye bye. Goodbye. Uh, New Beezer is up next. New Beezer, are you there? Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm here. What's Hi. in your mind? Uh, I've got a couple of, uh, just quickly, I was wondering what you got, like I had this idea a while back that, and it kind of feeds into what Meadley, I think that was the name of the, the caller with the, uh, interesting political proposals. Uh, yes. You also have a plan for peace in the Middle East, you say? No, no, no. This one is dealing <laughs> with your, your guys, the Southern border. Uh, oh, okay. okay. When you say ours, do you mean, uh, are you not from the U S where are you from? No, I'm, I'm Canadian. Ah, so I'm I'm just wondering, do you think that it would be feasible or legal uh, to basically set up uh, military bases along the southern border and use them for training? It could be artillery, it could be drone training, it could be aircraft training, but that would enable you to block off large areas of land and have an excuse to very rigorously monitor those areas as well as if somebody is caught crossing in those areas, well, now you've broken into a uh, U.S. military base. Uh, it wouldn't cover the length of the the border, though. Well, you need a lot of space to uh, to to do like artillery ranging or drone training or or like aircraft uh, areas. But yeah, there is a massive amount of land down there. I'm just wondering, like, the legality of it. I don't know why it would be illegal. I well, just think it would be troops. politically difficult you, to establish these. You'd have to have acts of Congress, I assume. And oh, I don't think okay. uh, Congress would, uh, at least well, currently. Democrats would definitely not go for it. Yeah, they wouldn't like the symbolism of it. How dare you militarize our border? Even though It's just training. Well, and even though like we've had militarized borders historically. We, we had troops on the southern border... For decades in yeah. you know, late 1800s, early 1900s. Now, for some reason, that's viewed as unacceptable. Uh, I, I don't know. The whole purpose of the military is national defense. And I understand this is not a war scenario per se, but we have people who are. Yeah, we have people who are crossing our borders in an unauthorized, illegal way. They're not coming in with guns and shooting at us, but it is a matter of national security nonetheless. And people like to scoff at that. Oh, how dare you call these uh, struggling right. families a threat? Like, yeah, look at the guys, look at the uh, drug cartel criminals in Juarez and tell me that they're not, not just that they're not criminals, but that they're not some of the worst criminals on the face of the earth. Those yeah. people are absolutely a threat to every single family in this country. Totally. Yeah. But a, uh, did did you have when, a, you, when you were saying would it be feasible? Did you have something else in mind? Are you thinking uh, in a different oh no, way than politically? Or oh no, I was just curious about uh, the like I was wondering because you you guys do have like limitations on say what your national guard can do or what your military can do. Like the the U.S. military, if I recall correctly, is not allowed to engage in any sort of um, active measures within the boundaries of the United States of America. But why would this be a problem? Well, I yeah, don't I don't know. know. That's uh, the question. The fact that if they would be apprehending because, oh, hey, 
somebody just trespassed onto our base and they well, go and pick them up and then immediately hand them over to border patrol. Yeah. Like uh, as a jurisdictional matter, it would be border patrol who yeah. handles that. But I guess to your question, would members of the military be legally prohibited from making those apprehensions that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question. I'd have to look into that or ask someone who does. Well, anyway, that was a, a side uh, question. I'm just wondering, uh, do you guys have, have to deal with a lot of uh, Native American issues where, where you are in your part of the country? Uh, we get some, yeah. We've got Coeur d'Alene Reservation. There's a lot of reservations like, uh, in Montana, too, and it's not... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that it... it is a huge issue in state politics, but where it does become a political issue is uh, it's sort of like a, a <laughs> under the radar black lives matter situation almost where we're constantly told that indigenous women are murdered and missing, which they are. There are a lot of women killed and kidnapped on the reservations, but the implication is always that it's like, uh, you know, some, some white guy. Yeah. Who crossed over the reservation border and went and harvested a bunch of Indian women the reality is that they, you know, it's who's doing the kidnapping, who's doing the killing. A lot of right. these cases go unsolved, but there are implications uh, about who who is responsible. But the, the complicating matter is actually jurisdiction in that case, because the state of Montana, you know, our sheriff or you know, even state police, they don't have jurisdiction to go onto the reservation and start arresting people for crimes right. on the reservation tribal yeah. members yeah, they would yeah, yeah. they could only do that if you're if they're federal bureau of indian affairs officers or if they're deputized by the tribe so uh, politically it's this mess where it's like you guys need to help us with these missing and murdered indigenous women like no we, we don't. can't it's a matter of yeah. your tribal sovereignty what do you want us to do do you want sovereignty or not and that's yep, why it's, that's- it's it's just sort of a political talking point because it, there's as a as a legal matter it's, it's very limited in what the state of Montana and our, our citizens can do. Yeah. And I, I do find it interesting that that's the first thing that you went to the, uh, the missing and murdered and indigenous women, because that is the exact phrase that uh, up until the Canadian residential schools issue popped up, uh, that was the rallying cry where I am and I'm thousands of miles away from you. So it's, it appears to be uh, happening everywhere on multiple different reservations. Yeah. That was even, uh, speaking of, we had a, a chatter reference Yellowstone earlier. That was even a plot point in Yellowstone. Do you remember that? Mm, There's no? those evil whites going on to the reservation. And uh, remember uh, Casey's wife got show. like attacked by that guy and they set up like. Anyway. The, no, that was the serial killer that they were trying to catch. Right? There was a whole there was a whole situation, a whole plot, a plot point so along the lines of this. Anyway, uh, do you have a final thought, New Beezer? Uh, no. Well, basically just that, uh, the more that I've, uh, had to learn about, um, indigenous studies and things like that, I'm not, I'm not taking a class in it or anything, but, uh, our pastor is very interested in that area. Hmm. I, uh, the, the more that I look at it, the less sympathy that I, I've been getting and there's so many misrepresentations and, hmm. I wish it could just get sorted out a little bit better because there, there, there is a balanced way of viewing it that yes, you are like equal to me in, in, in every, in every way. But at the same time, there are aspects of your culture that 
I, I really want to see go away and I want to see you integrated into the rest of society. So when you say sy- sympathy waning, you mean present day, not not historically. Or oh, no, both. I mean like me personally. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I just mean like yeah. when you say sympathy, are you talking sympathy for what happened in history or sympathy for what's going on today? Both. Okay. Because the the uh, the more that I find out, like for example, with the reg- residential schools, uh, it's the anytime that anybody ever talks about them, the, they're not actually specifying that the the vast majority, as far as we can tell, died because of like tuberculosis, mm-hmm. and that that is like a miscarriage of justice. Like you, you never want to see children die in in any context, but at the same time, that's less of an issue than like oh, they were beating the kids and starving the kids and doing all sorts of other mean things to the kids. No, this was like a disease that they had literally no defense against. Right. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts. Appreciate it. Yep. Have a good night. Thanks for having me. Nicholas up next. Nicholas, are you there? Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey. We are well. What's on your mind? Uh... Well, I guess first, Blonde, you have once again taken me to uh, the land of discouragement with you not posting a video for a long time, and then you've deemed yourself at the last minute. So great work on that. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I but, like to post a video just when my audience has given up on Yeah, like once, once every four yeah. or five months. It's your- <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I used to be so motivated um, by current events. But I just uh, don't give a shit anymore. And so it has to be something that like really gives me a a boner to want to make a video about. You don't need guests just to to remind you. I know you haven't done a video without guests in a while, but I don't those, know. I just I'm just loving this format. Were, well, all right. Yeah. You're you're good with a co host as well, I suppose. I know that I can do these solo videos. I just um what am I going to talk about that hasn't just been talked to death? I just feel like YouTube is, it's just over. It's so Well, you so took the J's over. off the table earlier in the show, so I guess. Yeah, that. that's off the table. There's no, there's no talking about that. Yeah. Um, Matt, so what is I there, have, you know? I don't know. It's whatever you, Matt, give her some encouragement. Um, I think she's Matt, doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing. You know, being, shutting her mouth, shutting there up and being go. a mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. That's, uh, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, that is her career calling. Yeah. I well, that is the most. Shut up. Thing. Um, silly Matt, woman. Silly woman. Quick idea for you to, uh, you know, improve your show. Cause I know you love that ah, so much. Yes. Go yeah. on. Yeah. All right. So Styx does this where he will promote like alternative media and he'll do one show a day where mm-hmm. he'll, uh, and I was thinking you could, like, once in a blue moon, do that with your call-in show, where, like, if people go on, because because the party is really in the chat arena, like, everybody loves going to YouTube because the chat is just mm-hmm. wild. If you could replicate the same thing in Rumble, I think, I think you would be able to push more of the audience over in that direction. And I don't know if they keep, like, a smaller share of revenue or whatever, but... Um, you know, you could diversify your bonds, so to speak. Ah, and well, uh, speaking as transparently as possible, there's I, I actually don't try to drive people to any one particular spot. Um, YouTube tends to be where most people want to hang out, in my estimation. Right. Uh, but I think a lot of that is 
what you're talking about where it's not it's I don't think it's loyalty to Susan. Obviously, it just it's it's the place to be. And so people want to interact there because there is more interaction. Um, right, exactly. But, you know, I mean, I, I guess the, you could if you want to, you can exercise that influence to try to shift it to a different place. But philosophically, for me, it's always just been where you want to watch the show. I'm going to try to make it available. Um, well, it, yeah, it would just protect you more if you had more yeah. diversification. Uh, yeah, but I but at the same time, you know, the Rumble, ch- the the channel over on Rumble is is doing fine. I've got like 60,000 people signed up over there. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, so it, it, if I got deleted on YouTube, there is a place to go that's decently established. Um, you know, it's not okay. uh, the, the way I, I, I don't think what you're saying is. um is totally at odds with the way I think philosophically, because the the one thing I the only thing I'm opposed to doing is uh is is shutting something down entirely. Like I if if YouTube decides I'm not welcome on YouTube anymore, okay, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. But I don't want to say like preemptively stop doing YouTube and move somewhere else. Right. Uh, yeah. Definitely not. Right. Definitely so not. so I don't. We're hedged so I, though. I mean, like we're we're in other places. If if we get shut down, we'll be fine. There you go, blonde. Hit him yeah. with some financial terms. Ah, But but you're thinking on Rumble is you just want you want the YouTube chat uh, away from Susan. That's what you're looking to achieve. Just like once in a while, I think mm. you could start to build a sister environment over there that that resembles what you YouTube has. The only, not- the only thing that bums me out about Rumble, and I'm trying to navigate this right now, uh, is. From the chat and the super chat perspective, from the uh, from a creator perspective, it's actually much harder to work with. The, mm-hmm. YouTube gives me a nice clean list of chats and super chats that I can reference at any time. Rumble okay. doesn't do that yet, and I've been emailing them, and they're responsive to their credit. But it's still, particularly the super chat thing, is something they're working on, and. The, the noisier it gets over on Rumble so far, I think the tougher it's going to be to work with in the moment. But clearly, they're uh, the people I've emailed at Rumble, they're aware that the demand is there and they're trying to get these tools up to speed. Yeah, it's just it's it, it's I'm not faulting Rumble. They're trying to build something to meet demand. Mm-hmm. But it's like anytime you're reinventing the wheel, there's just certain things that are going to be clunkier than others at at times and it takes time to develop, but it's know. looking good over there. It's clean. Like I haven't looked at it in months. Yeah. And I just went there the other day uh, to read the comments because I didn't know they had comments. I was like, wow, thousands of comments about us that I've never read. Great. Um, <laughs> you have an illness. I do. It's a yeah. real problem. Um, yeah. And it looks like way less clunky. It looks great. Yeah, they, they're 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 doing a good job over there. So I, I certainly don't mean to oh my God. criticize. I understand that like they've been tasked with rebuilding some thing that sucks. As we talk about all the time, I, I actually love YouTube as a piece of technology. It's great. I hate the people that run YouTube, but I love the features that they've built and I love the usability. All of that is right. fantastic. It's just the pieces of crap who want to police your your viewpoints while you're using it is annoying. You know, right. That's well, it's obviously important. Dude, Rumble's going to cuck too, though. The, the, all these places are going to cuck. Kicking me out. Yeah, they did go public. I have extreme concerns. Well, that, but. you know, if if people aren't going to let 
Andrew Anglin and the likes of Andrew Anglin on, then like, are they even a free speech platform? Is he banned he on, Rumble? on Rumble? He's banned on everything. No, is, I mean, is he actually though? I don't know. Let I, me doubt see. It. I, I would be surprised Andrew. to learn that it's possible. Anglin, I just assumed maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard that. I actually have not heard of Rumble banning anybody ever really. And I'm not saying oh, it's yeah. never happened. But well, he said Rumble's bans criticism of the Jews by Andrew Anglin. So I don't know. Did he, he get a delete? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious what specifically was banned because I I've seen so few episodes of that that I'd want to know. But uh, well, thank see. you for not kicking me off blonde. Um, <clears throat> final thought: Here's what you could uh, do a video on: uh, FBI murder reporting went from uh, like eighty to ninety percent of police precincts down to fifty three percent, twenty one to twenty two. Seriously. Which is- which is massive. Yeah, so like only 53% of police are now reporting. And who's not reporting is New York City, uh, Los oh, yeah. Angeles, Chicago for most of the year. So the the crime statistics are like way out of whack. You can't trust FBI crime stats anymore. So do a video on that. I'll, I'll, I'll buzz off. Matt, get your kid N64. See you guys. <laughs> thank you, man. I was a PlayStation guy, though, not N64. Uh, really? Anyway, All thank right. you, man. I appreciate yeah. it. My I'll mom is later. so Bye-bye. pissed. She is texting me like viciously right now. Uh, we have, we're at the bottom of the hour here and we actually have to get through two more callers because uh, Dangerous Spaces gets his final word at the end of the month. Jeez, it's the end plus, of the month. Already. Plus we got uh, email questions. So 88M, uh, I'll have to be pretty brief, unfortunately. I apologize for that. But what's on your mind? Um, not a lot, really. Hi. I was, I was judging what to bring up in conversation what did you pick what did you arrive at uh i think hobbies okay my hobby is i like to collect uh military equipment okay military equipment yeah firearms too or just uh other pieces it's 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 the web gear is the gear that the soldier wears yeah okay for me, I like to collect it because I like to understand the thinking behind it. Like, why would they design it that way? You talking like all eras, or are you into a particular era? Um, my goal would be all eras, but right now I'm doing today and to the 1980s. Okay, what's the coolest so, piece that you've acquired? Uh, most likely be the. IOTV vest is is the army's body armor. Okay. And I'd like to. There's been, you know, body armor like that can stop bullets hasn't only been around since the 1990s. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to see through the past 20 years, pretty much how the army has adapted it because of the wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, tried to meet the needs of the soldier. So do you know what specific time period your armor is from if they've if they've changed it a bunch? What uh where did yours come from or what what year approximately? Uh, uh from 2008 to 2011. Okay. I also I I actually have all the body armor the past 20 years. So. Oh cool. Yeah. Well I that's uh that's not only it. interesting but practical. You know? Yeah, that's Yeah, that helps <laughs> me justify it. Yeah, yeah. When I go on eBay to buy some. Yeah. What are the plates uh, made of? Or are uh, they made of different out. materials? 
No, they're they're made out of ceramic plates. Okay. They're called sappy plates. Yeah. E sappy plates with the army just like its name and system. Yeah. But the well, the thing I like about it's like is that the army you know lower the PT standards, but the body armor at the same time is getting a little heavier to add more protection. Oh, Looks interesting. Like that's not going to work out, guys. What's the what's the weight on their plate, or on like one of the plates? What do they weigh? Uh, for like a medium size plate, you're looking at six pounds. Okay. So by the time yeah, so, and how how many plates are in this a standard kit? You've got front, rear, and they're doing side too, or what? Uh, they pretty much are, we have gone away from sides. Okay. They don't issue it, but soldiers go. I'm not carrying that extra protection. Okay, so just front and back, back then. All right. Well, but, yeah, it, it's a. I just, for my brain, I like the logic because you know, it, it's a human body. And definitely comparing to other countries' body armors, it's interesting to see how they compare everything. Sure. Well, that sounds really cool, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice when you can mesh intellectual interest with uh practical resources for the apocalypse so <laughs> congratulations on a good selection uh, we do have to let you go just because it's sure. tight on time here but thanks for yeah, uh, just come come thanks to Pennsylvania. i'll protect you <laughs> um pff, dude i'm not going to not not when it's fetterman's uh state uh, i i you come to montana that's what you, you got to leave pennsylvania man sure i'll bring uh, the equipment <laughs> yeah all right uh, see you man thank you Okay, Dangerous Spaces gets last word here. Uh, Dangerous Spaces. Oh, hello. It's Just your call time. time. I will mute. There we go. Um, Just quickly while I think of it, happy birthday last Tuesday, I think it was for you, Matt? Uh, yeah, last, uh, you're correct. Yeah, last Tuesday. And happy birthday for next Tuesday for Mrs. Matt's mom. That's right. And happy birthday to you because the reason you remember is because it's also your birthday. Wait, yeah, your mom's yeah. birthday is Dangerous Spaces' birthday? Yeah, my mom's birthday is November 1st, two weeks after so mine. So it's both of ours. It's my birthday and Matt's mom. Yeah. Cool. Happy birthday. Uh, thank you. So I'll have to keep an eye out for the shirt uh, from the merch store that's on its way. So Sure. Um, oh, sorry. I also was going to post that in the chat. Um, so I don't know if you, if you guys have a preference. Part of me wants to talk about the election just because I'm not going to get to talk to you guys. We're just elections in general. Not going to get to talk to you guys before it happens. Unless you want to hop uh, in for a minute on the election night stream. Yeah, I could. Do, yeah, we can figure that. Yeah, out. if you're happy to, if you're happy to pop me on for a little bit. Uh, the other option freestyled. Have, I'm sure we'll have time. We're just going to hang out and watch stuff. So I'm sure we'll have time for that. Fair but. enough. Because the other option I had for tonight for a topic was uh for was basically trannies. <laughs> and okay, trannies? let's talk. Let's talk trannies tonight, and then we can talk election on election night. Okay, that sounds good. Um, it doesn't sound good. It's trannies, but whatever. Um, Depends on the tranny. The the <laughs> it kind of blows my mind that this is an official White House thing. We had the dude Dylan Mulvaney that showed up to interview the yeah. president and have a talk to him, and I think he's a really good example of this because he's just so ridiculously over the top. What do you guys think of the idea? Because I think I think there's quite valid, quite a valid uh, argument here of that sort of person and the way these people are acting are sort of two 
women what blackface was to black people or, or still is, yeah. I suppose. I've seen it referred to as woman face because that, that yeah, is absolutely. what's going on. No, because this is actually offensive. <clears throat> Feminist blonde engaged or what? Well, yeah. I mean, Robin Riley has such such good tweets about this, so eloquent. But like the the fact that these these men think that um they understand womanhood through like understanding periods and stuff, it's it's a total misrepresentation of everything that it is to be a woman. Um, no man will ever be a woman. No, no tranny, no matter how hard, no matter how passing they are or whatever, they're never going to understand what it's like to be a woman or have the capability to understand what it's like to be a woman. That's just the fact of the matter. Like, I, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, that being yeah, yeah. said, I think that this is great for the collapsitarian perspective. Well, when I when I bring up Dylan Mulvaney specifically, um, and again, for anyone unaware of who that is, it's the, it's the dude that throws on a frock that, talked to joe biden what like a week ago less than that it's the chick with the bulge who went to the white house yeah 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 <laughs> but if you watch her and i'm sorry you can't convince me this is an elaborate troll i've seen people pushing that theory too i swear you watch the person because either it's an elaborate troll or it's a person that thinks that you know, throwing on heels and doing certain gestures and wearing certain types of clothes, you know, and this is kind of part of why I asked the thing is you watch how how they dress, how they behave, how they, you know, do things like that, which is kind of weird and a little bit contradictory because they, you know, because they also sort of say there is no sort of defining aspect of being a woman and all that, but they also engage in what they, what I would think they view as stereotypically female uh, behavior. Like I like shopping acts. and blah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, like like apparently this dude, first day of <laughs> this is so stupid to say it this way. First day of being a woman is like I'm a woman now because I cried three times. Like wow, that's actually kind of sexist. <laughs> I know, like, really. Now we're we're in this position where we're like that's sexist. This is sexist. I hear. I understand that. And, and yeah, and for all the people kind of you know joking about the idea of it being offensive, like like not to the degree of you know wanting to ban it or anything like that that you know people on the left might, might do but it is kind of it is kind of gross and it you know it's um I'm sure I've said this before as well it's sort of it's also sort of um homophobic because it seems to be a case of if you're effeminate it can't be because it's basically saying if you're a gay man or a gay woman you've got to act like a real man or a real woman yeah if you're effeminate as a man or butch as a woman basically that means that you're not gay you're actually the opposite of, of, sex, right, which is right, right. bullshit, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Surprised more people but aren't offended by this. But women want to, um, like, ally with people that are pretending to be women and they don't understand that that's going to destroy the entire concept of womanhood? Fine. I don't, I don't really give a fuck at this point. Yeah, to be fair, it's kind of also similar to the idea of when, um, you know, gay people go, we really want to stand up for the Islamic people that want to test our ability to fly you know and stuff like that um i think my favorite one of that was uh riley dennis i think he goes by now whatever oh, yeah what He's the hell ever happened to riley dennis who who is that if you google the image you'll remember um, Justin is dennis he the tranny with like the adam's apple yeah yeah from forever ago 
He's the, yeah. <laughs> although that but does fit was, the description of many people. But yeah, this he was uh, he, really viral. Or like he, he had a lot of play in 2016, 2017. Oh, right. Doesn't yeah. look any but, more like a woman now. But he Still was going. talking about he was talking about how Iran is really progressive because they have so many transgender surgeries. It's like, yeah, what? because if you're gay, they'll kill you, you idiot. Yeah. You're a oh, is that why it, does it seriously happen because of that? That if you're gay, you'll be killed. So they they change gay people change yeah, the, genders. Is that the is yeah, that what's happening? No homosexuality. It just means that you're really a woman, and they will give you the surgery to do that. But you, is, I assume you can't be openly transgender, right? You have to I be. Have no, I have no idea. You you trying to you work better out pass in Iran? Out. I guess is what I'm saying. You can't you can't yeah, be a yeah. low effort tranny in Iran. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably. guessing. Probably. But admittedly, we are trying to figure out logic for people that go, well, if we just give you surgery, all of a sudden you are actually, wait, what? No, that's not how it works. (laughs) You can present as, you can ask people to view you as that, you can do all that sort of stuff. You know, Buck Angel's a really good example of someone that is a woman that looks very much like a man, but will say, I'm biologically a woman, I always will be, you're an idiot if you say otherwise. And they get mad at him and that and say, you know, what would you know? Like, seriously? Yeah. The guy that grew up in a time where you probably could actually get killed by someone being bigoted against you, what would they know about the oppression of that? Like, seriously, guys, come on. Well, well, I like that people are going to have to commit to having a gender reassignment surgery because it really boxes them in and it's yeah. irreversible. So it's like, all right, you guys want to do this, then uh, how about you chop off your dick? Let's do, let's do this. Deal's I'm not going to do this like calling people women that are dressed as women. Yeah. Like, no, you got to go further what? than that. Why aren't you calling me a woman? What, the dude with the five o'clock shadow and the, you know, giant bulge and uh, hairy arms and the, you know. Yeah. You look like, you know, you look like more of a man than half the men out there, which, you know, to be fair these days is probably a comment on <laughs> testosterone. But, yeah, you know, I suppose. You, you're not even trying, you know. You've got that. I mean, they, could, they used to complain about the whole passing privilege thing. That doesn't even seem to be an issue anymore. It's like, right. you know. No, you, you know, we're not even going to bother with that now. Now we're just going to say they said they're a woman, so you've got to, you know. Well, oh, apparently you. I'm a trans version of bearing now. <laughs> it's a tranny bearing. Uh, thank you for the reminder that uh, that Riley Dennis exists. I had totally I forgot. totally forgot. Yeah. yeah. The worst uh, part is, and I don't know if they're still here. I think his girlfriend's Australian. Apparently they moved to Australia. Uh, that's what my uh, sources say. Yeah, looking at it they right now, married? Sydney. I don't know. Fiance if still here. Fiance. Oh Does he put his dick here, in her vagina? What is this? What is this? I just was on the, his YouTube channel. Oh, that oh. was one of the things he said at one stage. He goes, "I love women. I'm so gay." It's, no, no, you're really not. Uh, this is like, non-binary lesbian. How can you be a how can you be a non-binary lesbian? Doesn't lesbianism rely on a binary? Yeah, that's the other one. I'm a non-binary woman as well. People tend to say it's kind of like, no, that that doesn't make sense. But it's also you're either non-binary or you're not, which by itself, in and of itself, is a binary. (laughs) I guess that's correct too. I hadn't thought of it that way. Non-binary. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the call, man, and uh, we'll catch you uh, election night, I suppose, or election day down under. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll be, we'll be in the future. So I could just come on and tell you what the results are. So it's going to take many days, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, save that article you sent me. I I did want to talk about this on Sunday. Maybe what was the uh, time headline here? Uh, Dangerous Spaces sent me this earlier in the week. 
uh, headline time magazine yeah uh, americans are casting midterm ballots at record rates which means the results might take longer they're already uh-huh. laying the groundwork and by the way let's not forget this is the same magazine that printed the thing where they boasted that they fortified 2020 yeah yeah they know a thing or two they have some sources so, yeah all right well we will see you then uh thanks for the call and of course thank you for your services no worries you guys have a good one have a good night see See good later. day good day mate whatever they say <laughs> anyway uh thanks for the uh thanks to the callers tonight appreciate it uh if you were not able to get in live or you'd like to participate but you can't do it live of course you can send us an email question the way to do that is through the contact page of the website mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact look for the call-in show question form and we will answer those at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. Gen X says, happy belated 35th birthday, Matt. Thank you. Hey, my question is, I see Matt is wearing a Minnesota Twins baseball cap. Is it is Matt a Montana Twins fan or is the infamous cap because it has an M on it? Just curious is all. Uh, the M is of, I suppose, significance because it uh, it does match my name, which is nice. But uh, I actually am a, le- I'm, I'm a legitimate Minnesota Twins fan. and. I like the old twins logo, the M and I was born when the twins won the world series in October, 1987. So there it is for all the people asking. That's uh, sort of the origin of the, uh, of the twins cap. Agnostic, this gnostic. You're question up, right? is totally nonsensical. Okay. Thoughts as separate entities can outlive you and affect the minds of others. Have you ever pondered technology demons? Silicon chips, smartphones, are black scrying mirrors or Ouija boards? AI already uh, chat and languages, but can't decipher and alter their own code. They may be in contact or demons themselves. I think some things should carry over to the internet, like not telling fairies or witches your real name or birthday. Hmm. This is mushroom-induced nonsense. Stop micro-dosing. Although, have you ever had, uh, have you ever used a Ouija board? Yeah, I have. I've had some some weird experiences with Ouija boards and not for like 10 years, but I, those things are, I, I don't like them. Those things are weird. Mm. You ever had uh, a freaky weird experience with a Ouija board? Yeah. All can be explained by teenage girl nonsense. Probably. Although one of the weird experiences I had, it was like some stupid college house party or whatever, but it was people asking questions about me that were then correctly answered by people who have no knowledge of me. There's some explanation for this. It's, it's totally crazy. And I mean, specific things like the street that my parents' house is on stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm telling you there's, there's some explanation I, for it. I'm, I'm not a, yeah. I mean, I'm not sitting here arguing like, Oh, this is because demons, uh, you know, uh, but maybe, but I, <laughs> the stuff was weird. They were, answering specific details about my life and they're people I've never met before. I just happen to be in their presence. Yeah. And yeah, uh, there's there's some explanation. Not to get not to get too uh weird or personal or be a downer. I had another Ouija board experience a, about a month before my brother was hit in Afghanistan that was not as specific but warned of a trap and all this stuff. And that was like a month before he was hit by an explosive ambush. And I've not Ouija boarded. Were there boarded. any Muslims at that party? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. 
The plot thickens. Um, this was not like as specific as here is the specific event that's going to happen to your brother. Yeah. But it was a, this weird warning about a trap and an ambush. And then a trap and an ambush happened. And my life was changed forever, obviously. Um, I've not, I've, I think that's probably the last Ouija board experience I've ever had. So this is 2010, very early 2010. Interesting. Ouija boards are know, maybe. fucking crazy, dude. I don't like them for a whole bunch of reasons. I like how you're like, I don't know about God, but this Ouija board, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I suppose. Uh, I'm mostly joking. No, I, I, I. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be bizarre to say that Ouija board did very specific things that transformed my life while, I suppose, ignoring all sorts of other signs that have transformed my life for the positive that you might attribute to yeah. to God or something like that. I don't mean to say like, oh, it, it's I, I I for sure know that demons um, d- demons uh, entered that the, those people handling the Ouija board or the Ouija board itself and made it communicate. I just think the specificity of what those things say is creepy. That's all I'm saying. All explainable. All explainable. Probably. Uh, um, cheese maker. Actually, it's your turn. Hey, fags. When do you think uh, we'll have a longer lasting effect on a witch? Do- Sorry. The high fags got me. Let me start again. Which do you think will have a longer lasting effect on our society? George Floyd or January 6th? Both were way overblown by the media with lies and both have had huge effects on our society. Hmm. Uh, Long term, I think January 6th. Short term, the destruction caused by what happened with George Floyd was massive. Yeah. But I think George Floyd... I think that's kind of already over in no, terms of its effect. Black people are going to be angry about this for in perpetuity. Let's be real. Well, we haven't had a good George Floyd riot in a while. It's been a minute. Yeah, but you know, they always like talk about George Floyd when something else, when some other black criminal gets knelt on or whatever, like we're, we'll, he'll be back. I'm going to ask you about this. Daryl Brooks didn't compare himself to George Floyd during his defense. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he did. I didn't hear it all, all of it. But don't you think, do you think long term January 6th will be more of a significant, will be viewed as a more significant event historically than George Floyd? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, that would be my bet. Although the, the destruction in the moment of George Floyd was massive. I don't maybe we won't. We probably won't see you know, burning down city blocks about January 6th, but. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, Charlie, assuming that there would be no medical complications, if you had the power to stop all farts, would you? Of course, I'm not a monster. Well, wait, it, but there there would be consequences for that. Well, you're saying no, no complications. No, but how do you do that without fundamentally altering human digestion? You're just saying you don't want to digest. You don't want to digest anymore. No, no. You digest. Just no farts. Okay. If I had to burp for every time I farted, I'd take that trade. Uh, okay. I guess if there's no... Okay. I, I mean, it's not like I... I don't... If there's no other consequence, sure. But I just don't see how that's possible without altering the biology of it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the mayor says, Blanc, can you rec- rec- uh, recommend some true crime podcast? 
They've all gone woke. Everything's garbage. Uh, I got to go with classic Dateline on that one and maybe Sword and Scale. Sword and Scale has not gone woke. Whatever. The Rodney Reed thing. Every yeah, once well, in a while, Mike Bidet does something where I'm like, come on, man. If anything, he likes to mock those people. Yeah, but it's and like he, light mockery. It's he gets like himself light. in trouble with his own audience by mocking them. Yeah, he's like the, like the Pepe meme kind of light mockery. He's not like, you know, Kanye West style. <laughs> I knew you either. were going to say Kanye. Yeah, take that, Mike Boudet. You're not Kanye. You yeah. think you're edgy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the Rodney Reed thing, which I talk about all the time, super pisses me off. But otherwise, Sword and Scale, if, you know, he's not going to like cover stories about native trannies or whatever all the time. Hmm. I told you about that episode of Disappeared, didn't I? I was so pissed off. I don't remember. I love the show Disappeared. It's like the the OG true crime show. And they finally came back after like eight years with no season. And um, they did an episode last week that was released. And it's a, it's a giant tranny. Like, And like if I pause it and I'm like, bring my husband in. I'm like, I haven't watched any of this. This person is a prostitute. And lied about being a woman and then got murdered. And, and then by like, giant, you mean just physically large, huge, just, tall I don't and know how it, heavy. Yeah. And then like 40 minutes in, they were like, and Myra was working as secretly working as a sex worker. Her last contact was with a John that did not know. It was like every time have has a tranny in the history of mankind. Yeah. Not deserved it when they got murdered. Like any <laughs> tranny. <laughs> well, you know, how uh, dare you? deceptive bjs can get you in trouble we've learned that lesson many times like if you suck some dude's dick and he thinks you're a woman and then he finds that you're a man like you you get what you deserve don't forget a virginia jury agreed with you with that college football player yeah and that that case was so dicey remember the guy went over to the tranny's house and kicked his ass until he died later yeah and then somehow claimed self-defense even though he went over to his house yeah i know that that seems now, I, I get the point that you're making that when you trick people in this way, you are really uh, playing with fire. However, as a matter of law, that case seemed really sketchy, like really I'm fine dubious. With that outcome. I want to set a precedent where trannies have to legally disclose that they have a penis before engaging in any sexual. Activity. I don't think that that's could you view it as a form of sexual assault if you uh, d- deceive in that way? I don't you know. Aren't are there laws about that? I, I don't think that that's completely insane. You are engaging in a, a, a form of physical touch through deception, but I guess then we get into some people do di- some dicey ter- territory. People are about deceptive like, with that in a lot of different yeah. ways that aren't just gender. Like women are wearing spanks and fake eyelashes <laughs> and lying about their number of previous. No BJ's sexual with partners. spanks on. Yeah. Okay. And then men are lying about their income. Yeah. And- you know, if you're wearing a push up bra while doing it, that's also out. Yeah. See, I mean, okay. it, it gets into some legal territory that I don't really want to. I, I agree. Into. But but there, I think that your original point that the deception about your gender itself, it, there's something different about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I mean, not every murder is somebody's fault. But like the more I get into the true crime community, it like almost always someone is doing something fucking stupid. Just like um, when we used to watch I Survived or uh, I Shouldn't Be Alive. Great show. 
always somebody doing something so dumb. There's always an idiotic decision. Yeah. Always. Every time there's an idiotic decision. So, you know, it takes two to tango. Like it's the person that commits the crime is at fault. But like we also have to protect ourselves. Right. By the way, on the topic of true crime podcasts, uh, I'm not a huge true crime person, but I do indulge in uh, sword and scale here and there. And uh, outside of the subject matter, the production on that podcast, pristine. I I, I want to go yes, to the Mike Boudet School of Audio I hear Processing. You, I hear it's, you. But the audio mixing on 911 calls is always terrible. And I don't think it's their fault. Well, usually that's not a high quality audio anyway. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's their fault, but I still like don't understand what's happening like half the episode hmm. if they do too much 911 calling. Well, whatever he's doing on his vocals and all of that, A+. I do love Mike Bidet. Why did he get canceled? I don't even remember. Something about making fun of someone for being a fat chick or something like that. That's it? Yeah, he made fun of, uh, I think it was like... a. <sighs> an audience member who tweeted at him and he called her fat or something like that. And he, he didn't bitch out. Did he? I don't think so. They like kicked him off his own show for a while. Uh, there were, there were episodes with that, with a one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll, I should just inquire. Mike Boudet has been in the chat before. We should just have him explain it to us. Mike Boudet, come on my podcast and I'll tell you why you're wrong about Rodney Reed. That actually would be really interesting to listen to. Have you thought about that? He might do it. Mike Bidet, I don't think Sword and Scale, for those of you that don't know, they did come into he did come into our podcast one time and live chatted. So, like, I know he listens. And then I've I've heard him repeat some rhetoric that he clearly heard on the in on the YouTube dissonant right, like hmm. some lingo. I've, I've heard him do that a few times. So, like, I know he lurks, but I don't think that he wants the public. Ah. Owen Benjamin was his really good friend for a while. Yeah, that's though, true. So. Owen has done work, uh, voice work in Sword and Scale. Yeah. Yeah. But then I don't think they're friends anymore. Oh, well, I don't know. See, it <laughs> seems like everyone finds a way to Owen's bad side eventually. No, um, Owen never talked shit on him or anything. Uh, so, like, I don't think they had, like, a huge falling out. Yeah. But, like, you know, you got to stand by Owen. I, I don't have any problem with him. He's never been anything you, but kind to me. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't mean to say that that, like, uh, that I've had some negative experience. He's been nothing but kind and cool with me. I just, I know that he uh, often butts heads with people. That's all. Oh my God. My mom is chewing me out right now. This is so annoying. <laughs> all right. Icebox cold cuts. Matt and Blonde. What a dumb um, question this is. What kind of music do you like to dance to? I don't. Never. Won't do it. Can't li- make me. That's it. Kiro, Kiro Bonito with my daughter. That's it. The Anyways. only exception is Baby Shark with my son. But he does the dancing, not me. Yeah. Um, Richie. Blonde, are you familiar with the Catholic apologist named Timothy Gordon? He has a podcast called Rules for Retrogrades. It's really worth a listen. He has views on feminism and gender roles that you would appreciate. His wife even wrote a book called Ask Your Husband. No, I'm not familiar. He goes Actually, on uh, Frank's show frequently. Timothy Gordon. I think I might yeah. actually be subbed to him. Will you read the next one? Hold on. Uh, yeah. That's how I know about him is he's a recurring guest on Frank's show. Oh, I'm subscribed to him. Yes, I know this guy. What am I saying? Maybe I should have him on. Noticer of blacks. <laughs> okay. The constant stream of black violence posted on Gab and pure evil of uh, Daryl Brooks is starting to blue pill me on the abortion. <laughs> okay. Blue pill me on the abortion issue, the trans issue, and also making me think that we should push for sterilization to become mainstream. Okay. 
If our enemies want to end their family line through abortion or transitioning their kids, why should we stand in their way? Can you think of a historical example of a people passing laws to ensure the biological success of their enemies? A big part of me is starting to believe that God is using the evil of degeneracy for good, as he often does. The average birth rate in my conservative Christian church uh, homeschool group is four to five. And I'm aware of many other uh, such communities near me. We're going to own the world in 30 years if everyone else is trans or aborted. Deus vault. Well, I understand this um, this mentality, like uh, with the trans thing, um, especially. But the fact of the matter is that children are innocent, and these children that are born into these fucked up situations, um, even though they might end up like their parents, they might not. You know, Desmond might rebel and murder his mom. And in that case, like, I want to be there for him. And I want to know that I did everything that I could when he was a child and he couldn't consent to the life that he was living. These these children in utero, they are not responsible for what their parents are doing. They aren't. And I'm just supposed to expect that they're going to end up exactly like their parents. Like, we, if we can't as a society and as Christians fight for the rights of of babies then like i I think we've really lost our way right i i agree with that as a matter of principle but there is a fair question of whose babies and where because certainly you can't extend that logic to every child on the face of the earth even if you would like to you really can only concentrate obviously most closely on your own family and then your community and then maybe your state or something like that i guess the, the 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 situation in which i could accept this and I don't say that with any level of enthusiasm because I agree that the children are mistreated or victimized in this arrangement. But if we had some sort of separation where it's like, all right, if you're into that, that's other country type shit. Go do that in your other country and we'll have some sort of separation on that basis. Yeah. I mean, in the same way that I look at a lot of countries uh, across the globe and I think you guys do a lot of shit there that I think is not just that I disagree with that I think is objectively morally wrong. That's the only way I could get on board with this is if, if it was uh, uh, some sort of separate jurisdiction, as long as we're sharing a legal structure, I, there's no way I could get on board with that sort of thing because yeah, the protection yeah. of life has to be of the utmost value. Yeah. Otherwise what's the point of your entire moral framework? Um, I know that it's not perfectly moral, morally principled to say, you want to do that shit, go over there and do it. But but at some level, you kind of have to do that because you can't police the entire world. Yeah. Um, all I know is that if you want to do that sort of stuff, I I can't really be I can't share space with you. I don't see what values we share in order to, to have a community or a country or anything like that. So that's true. But, but it is a good point that uh, the powers that be that are pushing this um, degenerate transgender and abortion issue are reducing their own numbers as conservatives we're not going to do anything to stop people from behaving how they want to behave so like that's another important principle is uh yeah well in your over there in your own but but that's the problem if you're victimizing innocent life within our jurisdiction something has to be done about that Mm. just how close is too close? I guess it's uh, that's a difficult one to. How close is too close to the blacks? You heard it from. 
exactly I didn't what mean he to. Just said. I, I interpreted that question as in the values articulated. I didn't make any racial commentary other His than his name the, was Noticer of the Black. Yeah, he, well, he can notice whatever he likes. <laughs> and actually, Michael, to be sh- fair, I don't think the trans thing. In, in, correct. I am not an expert on black culture. Shocking revelation. They but are the, rejecting the trans thing wholesale. This I mean, is a, like, yeah, the Lil trans thing Nas is, a, is like the extent that the black community is willing to go. And I don't think he's widely. I think that most of his fans are white. Yeah, this uh, uh, and I don't think this is I mean, the, the trans thing to me. Just watching from afar strikes me as a, a almost uniquely white thing. Yeah, yeah. But. Because there's this macho culture, like in like ghetto culture, and then um, with uh, Mexicans too, like this machismo, they're not going to accept the trans narrative. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Michael Schleck, blonde. I'm the youngest of five. I have four older sisters. My mother was a music teacher. I love musicals. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat is my favorite. I love baking and cooking. The Great Brit- British Baking Show is my favorite TV show. Am I gay? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You're and I got bag. news for you. That means you're gay. Thanks, Michael. No, it's only the musicals thing that I really have a problem with on this list. Everybody on Earth loves the Great British Baking Show. We can all agree on that, right? I've never seen it, but I also have it on good authority, and I apologize for revealing personal details, but I know Michael Schlecht is a fan of football as well. Then for sure he's gay. I mean, yeah. This seems indisputable at this Isn't point. Isn't he married with a kid? Or so he likes the world to think, but I've never seen in the flesh i've never seen the child yeah only photos but you know people can do a lot of things with photoshop um next thanks one. michael uh wet fart if republicans destroy the democrats in the midterms in the house and senate does that make you more or less suspicious about the 2020 election uh the only way i would have more suspicion about the 2020 election is if democrats surprisingly survive if if Republicans crush in this election, that wouldn't make me more suspicious of 2020 necessarily. I think the if I want to steel man 2020, and to be honest, I think both pieces of this are true. Do I think that some shenanigans happened in 2020? Yeah, I do. Do I think that people vote with a passion against Trump, unlike almost any other candidate? I also think that. So if if Republicans come in and crush, well, that could be consistent with that second piece that, hey, you remove Trump. There actually is a lot of enthusiasm for these, you know, what we're told are conservative values, at least Mm -hmm. Um, that would make sense with that theory. But if Democrats overperform and my definition of overperform would be, I suppose, like anything close to hanging on to power in the House would be laughable. Anything over like them gaining seats in the Senate would also be laughable to me. I could see a situation in which they hold on to a 50 seat, yeah, you know, quote ready. unquote majority with Kamala. Here. I got to look at the map again. And for the Sunday before the election, I will do my map of prediction. But it, but if it's something like that, well, then to me, that's like, OK, that's shenanigans. And that makes me wonder how long you've been doing the shenanigans which would make me look back at 2020, maybe a little more critically. I don't, do you have a a competing interpretation on that? Would you, does this result change or make you more or less skeptical of what happened last time? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. What happened last time is what happened last time. I don't know how they're going to play it this time. 
I assume they're just going to keep cheating. Uh, well, I, here's the Susan says you can't say that 2020 was uh, an illegitimate election. But I, has she decreed a rule on 2022 or 20? Hillary's out there already saying the Republicans are going to cheat in 2024. Is that allowed? Of course it's allowed. No. Yeah. Only if Hillary says it. Long Dong John says on the basis of their health, who is less qualified for office and why out of Joe Biden and John Fetterman? Well, <laughs> I think that Joe Biden is because John Fetterman has a chance to to recover some of his um brain power that's probably true the prospect for recovery is higher for john fetterman even though what we saw last night was sub biden performance levels it was yeah it was ridiculous um it's so bad it made me sympathetic for him which is hard to achieve yeah but uh but that bad um zazie mctazbot at my grocery store i've seen an uptick in mask wearing i would put it just over half the customers have one on what and six to eight multi-maskers a day do you think that the masks will be used to indicate those uh, (laughs) whose vote gets fortified in the upcoming election that's a that's a deep level theory that i i don't see anybody with masks on anymore i openly mock people that wear masks i might see like if we go out grocery shopping or running errands i might see one or two out of probably a hundred or 200 people that i see yeah, we're, I'm, I'm there too. Almost yeah. never. But could I envision a situation in which there's some secret signal that the mask tells the... <laughs> that that seems like it would be pretty... It seems like it would be unnecessarily complex. First of all, like in our, in our voting scheme right now, we're doing a lot of um, vote by mail, a lot of ballot drop box type stuff rather yeah. than going into the polling place and signifying with your mask that your vote maybe counts twice in the scanner or something. <laughs> it just seems like it'd be unnecessarily involved if they actually were intent on committing some sort of fraud. It, it, it'd be easier to do than just mask signifiers. Yeah. Yeah. Halo with Horn says, uh, while watching the Daryl uh, Brooks verdict, I began to get nauseated as the 76 counts were read. I I began to sympathize a bit for him. After all, he is just a man. However, I went back to hear his closing argument and some of the the trial highlights. Mr. Brooks spoke of prosecutors using or being theatrical when he had said he didn't identify by his name and many other nonsensical legal statements seemingly to set the stage for mistrial or appeal pleading for his uh, quote unquote innocence after mowing down six people without tears. This made me want public execution to be brought back to deter what say you about public execution. I don't know. I think the public execution might be good for a country's morale, but Hmm. you know, uh, public executions for, for treason or more along the lines. Of well, I thought you I'm were thinking. opposed to the death penalty generally, or have you changed your mind? No, I, I mean, I am, I don't know that it's really our right to, uh, to kill people, but I just have this overwhelming, um, like unquenchable Roman style bloodlust hmm. that For, I would like to use on politicians mostly. Uh, well, uh, I stop at big bird costumes. I'm very humane about this. I just what? want pillories Why? and big bird costumes, not hangings. I'm a civilized man of decency. Treason uh, is the highest uh, crime. For the purposes of this question, I'm just going to operate in the world in which I grant the death penalty as uh, that it exists and that we're going to we are going to execute people convicted of the highest crimes. As I've talked about before, in general, I, I consider myself a skeptic or a critic or an, an opponent of the death penalty 
But let's say that we have it. Is there value to having executions public from a deterrent perspective? Maybe. I don't know. I'd actually be curious to see. It would be hard to to draw that conclusion from a data perspective, to draw the causal link that where there are public, I guess you'd have to say here are public executions and they correlate with lower crime rates. But how would you draw the link between, I guess, people seeing executions and people not committing crimes? Yeah. I, I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of skeptical of the entire theory. That doesn't mean that I'm, that I want to be soft in punishment of people who commit serious crimes. I, I guess my gut level guess, and this is not data driven. This is just me trying to put myself in the head of a criminal, which might be a fool's errand anyway, because I don't commit a lot of serious crimes on a daily basis, but there's something fundamentally irrational about a serious crime. I, I just don't picture a person who's committing a serious crime, having this logical analytical thought process about, well, if I do this, then it's going to happen. Like, if I do this, I face the death penalty regardless. Do I care if people watch it or not? Or if I face the life in prison, does that calculation happen for criminals? It just seems like a criminal mind wouldn't do that. A criminal mind is intent on its crime regardless of the prospect for punishment. That's not to say, as a matter of justice, I favor punishments that fit the crime. I'm not saying, well, let's be light about it because it won't deter them. I just don't know that deterrent is the philosophy that I take to criminal justice. I think it's just a matter of the punishment fitting the crime for me rather than trying well, to deter. Some of it's clearly a deterrent. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that does work out. I, uh, I, there's probably analysis done on this. It just, it just doesn't seem to me like that's an analysis that's uh, made in the head of the criminal, uh, that's made in the criminal mind. Like they're doing this thoughtful breakdown on whether their crime is actually worth it or not. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you Maybe. disagree? Do you, do you well, think deterrence? I think that, I think that uh, obviously punishment uh, has some element of, of deterrence. Well, I guess I'm thinking for like uh, the highest crimes like murder, where you're going to face life or the death penalty. Do you really they care? Do, in, in executions, they do it in front of the families of the victims. I guess what I'm saying is if you're intent on murder, which generally speaking to be put to death, it's an, in, it's an intentional killing in that way mm -hmm. do you really do you really factor in whether people are going to watch it or whether you're going to fry or like you're you're going to face a, a life-ending penalty regardless does it does it matter maybe to you maybe you're right i don't know uh but it's kind of in the consciousness of the culture hmm. ashwin good day guys hope you're well do you believe that there is genetic memory i got this playing assassin's creed have you played matt genetic memory is a memory stored in dna transmitted through sex and having children it kind of explains why some races ethnic groups identify with a value culture better hmm. than others thoughts um i don't believe in genetic memory in the way like transgenerational trauma i don't i don't believe in that but i do believe that people have um genetic traits that predispose uh certain personality traits like like the Chinese are genetically more collectivist than other people. Hmm. And I think that that plays into personality characteristics. So I, su I suppose I, I believe in them, right? Some of that makes sense to me. I have played several Assassin's Creed games. The last one I played was Valhalla, which I wasn't able to finish. Still haven't been able to finish it, but it's all like Norse and 
Viking lore, which I find very cool, except for, of course, it's very diverse and inclusive. So you have, you know, blackjack Vikings running around and stuff like that. Awesome. But, <laughs> but the idea of genetic memory, um, I, I could, I could understand or believe this in the way that you're describing memory might be an inappropriate term though. Like you remember an event or specific details about something you didn't experience. I'm not sure about that, but, but certainly predispositions or certain traits in the same way that my physical appearance is passed down from my parents and their parents. I'm sure that certain aspects of my personality are not just because of the way my parents raised me, but something that's a part of my DNA in that same way. So I, I could believe that now, I guess the question is if values are genetic, is that, are the values a product of those personality traits or are the values themselves part of that genetic makeup? It seems hard for me to believe that, that values would be genetic, but maybe, I mean, there's, on the other side of this, there is no denying that there are strong correlations in genetics and value. We, there's a reason you can observe voting trends by race, for example. Yeah. There are strong correlations. Where does that come from? Is that just a product of personality traits? Is there, is there something it's to cultural influence? Yeah. I don't know, but I, I base level concept. I, I, I buy into it. I think there's something to it. I just don't know how specific it is. Mm. And Eptius says, how will you celebrate the monsters of Halloween as a Christian? Doesn't it normalize and infantilize evil creatures and anonymity? Uh, I don't know. Like, can't we have anything fun? I just can't, can we have like, can we take like a fun Christian take on Halloween? Do we have to be these joyless Christians? I, uh, I mean, I, to be honest, I, I'm not even a huge Halloween fan, so I I actually don't care that much. My wife does love it. And, you know, so she'll want to have some, she want to make sure our son has some fun and all that. Um, I would, I would probably agree that, that I don't, I don't view some huge violation of the, the principles that I, that I hold, although I guess you could make some. I guess the argument would be, is it a celebration of demons and is it, I hadn't thought of the anonymity angle. Like, is it, is it glorification of what is otherwise viewed as mischievous or even criminal? There's a reason why you're concealing your identity and that's because of your nefarious intent. We shouldn't teach children that that's a good thing to do. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to be super strict about this sort of thing, but if my son runs around too many masked evenings outside of Halloween out of the town committing mischief, then I will have a conversation about that. And maybe Halloween privileges will be revoked. Mrs. We did H. get into some trouble on Halloween. Um, speak H. for yourself. I never did. Ugh, you're so lame. Uh, I once account- egged a car, but it was not Halloween. Oh, <laughs> Uh, blonde i found out i'm pregnant this week four weeks and three days besides finding an in-network provider who does home births if such a person exists i doubt they do and keep taking prenatals what steps do you suggest i take um we're not planning on telling much of anyone close until christmas unless it becomes unavoidably obvious so matt uh do you have something like meetups or dating lists for pregnant women for support Mm. 
Much love to both you and your families. Um, ugh. I don't know. I guess the best way to get through pregnancy is like not doing things. I have this friend. She um wanted all the information, so she read all these books. And then she got she had her baby and she was just so confused by all the literature that she had read that it, she told me that it made it her it more difficult to parent intuitively. Um I didn't read anything. I didn't watch any birth stories like I don't know. I just didn't think that it was going to be helpful to me because I'm high anxiety to really wrap my head around what was coming. Uh, so you've got to look at your personality type. Like, are you going to do better with more information in your pregnancy? Because if you're like me, you're not. Don't read anything. You'll be able to figure it out. It's not rocket science when you have a kid. You don't need to be totally ready. Um, and just, you know, enjoy this time. Enjoy this time. You're only pregnant with this baby one time. So. As far as uh, the community page, I don't have any resource like that for for pregnant women speaking completely. Honestly, I'm not sure there are enough of them in the audience for that to honestly, happen. I don't think so. Yeah. Our female demographic is uh, we're, we're skewed heavily male. You'll be shocked to learn. But it's not that there are none. It's just there are there are comparatively few. Uh, the the whole meetup stuff and the dating page on the website I have facilitated through sort of organic growth out of the audience. It's not like I, these are not things that I sat down and deliberately planned. These are things that people kind of developed over time or came to me to see if I I could form a central hub for people to make these connections. So if you have an idea on this, I'm, I'm happy to add to the page. We would probably have to make a similar submission form and, uh, and sort of a publicly viewable contact information sheet like we've done, which does carry its own risks. You have to put public, you have to put contact information out there publicly and that can have problems in terms of people. Um, well, I mean, it, 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 it can have all sorts, any problem that your information being out there publicly that can carry so that I worry that that might be a bit of a problem for pregnant moms too. a sort of reluctance to make that sort of, but anyway, I'm not saying no, uh, but if you want to, try something like that we could certainly try it and you can you can email me and we can it's never gonna work i i i am skeptical that it would let's put it this way how many pregnant audience members do we have half a dozen i don't know there are few and the the other thing is i i I also agree with blonde's point that there is a such thing as seeking too much information and sometimes you know like I guess I'm well, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be so skeptical or community. These community resources have actually been you know, hugely helpful. People connecting with and making new friends based on some sort of shared value system through a common commonly listened show. Maybe it's not my initial reaction was like, well, this can't be the best resource for you as a pregnant mom. But maybe it is <laughs> if, knowing the, the pediatricians I've dealt with. And I'm sure some of that bleeds over into the OBs. Maybe. Maybe it is. Uh, so what was the name of the question asker? Sorry. Uh, do we? Oh, I just undid this. Um, Mrs. H. Mrs. H. If you have thoughts on this, go ahead and email me and perhaps we can build something out. It, it wouldn't be terribly complex, uh, but perhaps uh, we can give it a test. And uh, congratulations, by the way. I, I buried the lead. Congrats and uh, all the best to you and your family. Incompetent hand says, glad you liked the rape abortion ideal uh, idea as it <laughs> ideal 
The rape and abortion idea as it relates to culture. Matt couldn't be more uncomfortable. He he. Uh, I think it's a breakdown of the culture. When a society becomes too masculine, rape is a punishment, not punishable. When a society becomes too feminine, femininity is overvalued, while motherhood becomes an inconvenience. Both sexes want power without responsibility. Do you think we can successfully call out women in the West on the parallel? Or do we shift the blame to the cucks and the simps and play off their grievance? Probably both. That is a really interesting way to, to phrase this, that that abortion is sort of a, a, a vice of over femininity, whereas rape is a vice of over masculinity. I've never really thought that is of what it. they said last week, right? Yeah, that's um, and I, that's that he probably meant something like that. I just I don't know that I thought about it exactly that way in my mind. So that's an interesting concept. But your your question is, how do we restore that balance? Can we successfully call out women in the West or do we shift the blame out of the cucks and the same? Well, your answer is that it's men's fault for not keeping women in line, right? Yeah, probably. Um, do women have agency or not? I mean, that, doesn't the answer to all society lie in that question? Uh, well, I think I think they I think they do. But I think that m- that men need women and women need men to to reach their full potential in that way. Like men without women also go crazy. I, I don't know if I would argue they don't have agency, of course. But if you want to make a society of men be absolutely insane, just remove women and yeah. watch them go absolutely insane. <laughs> the, the same is true for women though remove all men and, and remove the role that men play in the lives of women you'll watch them go insane too we haven't removed men but we've we've uh metaphorically or literally neutered them yeah uh, in in a lot of this transgender stuff so um can we well yeah i think just by somehow getting men to return to being unapologetically masculine the the natural order would be restored women feminists can talk all they want about how much they want uh power and they want careers and they can say they want this and they want that all these traditionally masculine things there's nothing that a woman wants more than male leadership 99 out of 100 times yeah they almost always respond positively to male leadership yeah and and for the worst too, like I know you've talked about it too, like positive male leadership to build families and do all sorts of constructive things, but even destructive male leadership, like you've said, there's a reason when a, two tribes go to war and one conquers the other, they all go the in women and fall in line and right. the women. Yeah. The women join the new tribe. <sighs> so it takes male leadership. I agree. I, I actually, uh, I think that is the correct answer. I, I think that if if it, it, absent male leadership, I'm not at all convinced that uh, the excesses of feminism will just correct themselves. Like these feminists will just have this realization one day. No, they're going to wait it's, too that's long. That's never going to happen. They're not yeah. going to have families and they're going to become even crazier. They're going to all become Chelsea handlers. And that's like, <laughs> yeah. that society's dead. So it takes male leadership. I think that's the correct she answer. She is so active on social media, like still about this uh, pro-feminist agenda. She's hey, always you guys eating want to see food. my boobs? My 60-year-old yeah. boobs? No, I'm fine, thanks. Move along. Yep. Sarah Silverman, oh, Someone in the live chat said um, that that chick should get a lactation consultant. That's a good idea. Hmm. 
the uh, uh, Mrs. H. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's it. Uh, let's catch up with chat. We will call it an evening. Give a quick refresh here. I think uh, Daniel was the last. So Bahena fam says, bummed I didn't get picked to call in. I work in a mental health facility. Brooks is pretty typical for our clientele. In fact, I was going to share a much worse story of one of our guys in court. Well, perhaps we can get that at a later week. Or, uh, of course, you can send us uh, thoughts, uh, as I know you do uh, sometimes, Bahena, um, through the through the email uh, question form as well. I'm sorry we didn't get to you. But, of course, thanks for supporting the show. And maybe Brooks is crazy. I don't know. He seems like he's able to strategize. He seems like he has an no, on off switch. He's not insane. Yeah. Like maybe a, a little, maybe a little loose, but not totally gone. Uh, GR says, I hate Cali. Pew, pew. Perfect. Pew, pew. Search continues. Mm. You'll find just trying um, to find a California yeah. legal firearm. Is that what you're talking about? That's what he said. Godspeed. He also said, love you guys. Call me the token spick. If you like, I feel like we could, <laughs> we could come up with something a little more clever than that. Right. Token spick. It is. It was a plot. The girl who found off the cliff fell off the cliff. What is it? I don't remember what he's talking about. It was a plot. The girl who was found off the cliff. I can't remember the prior reference. I'm sorry. Uh, what plot were we talking about? I don't know. Hmm. When this came in at 720, like that's going to inform me about sorry. what we're talking so, about. I'm sorry we missed the reference, man. Uh, John H., have you guys looked into Lewis Pester and the germ theory versus terrain theory debate? Lots of people were being deplatformed during the COVID's pandemic because of it. Honestly, at this point, I'm willing to entertain all alternate scientific theories uh, after this COVID thing. Um, And I do drink raw milk, so on some level, I've questioned pasteurization, right? I guess. (laughs) I don't really remember. Herschel Goldsteinberg... I hope that's not your name. A new investment site Sounds has sprung legit. up to cash in on the trend of tick thoughts selling jars of used bathwater. Tub Girl is a marketplace where these jars are traded like uh, NFTs. We've reached peak degeneracy. Is that true? Tub Girl is a is there a marketplace called Tub Girl? This isn't that the video. Doesn't sound real. Or is Tub Girl a nickname for something? I don't know. I'm not going to Google Tub Tub Girl. Too risky. Mm. <laughs> Das Pooch. Uh, Safe alternative chat for fuck's sake. Start up on entropy already. I'm pretty sure I've suggested this before. You see both chat feeds and the stream is embedded. Mark Collette and others have used it for years. Didn't we it, have a problem with entropy? Didn't we try to use entropy? No, I've never used entropy. I, we got banned on Streamlabs. Um, but is my, I'll have to look at it. Uh, I'll have to look into it because I'm not familiar with it. But is entropy its own chat uh, host or is it just taking other chats and centralizing them? I don't know. I don't know. I'll, have to, I'll have to take a look at it. So thank you for the suggestion. AC, no, no. Colton Regal couldn't make it tonight. However, when I do, I'll tell you about the great Mississippi redhead adventure, a.k.a. the time I almost became a part of the Mississippi version of the Von Trapp family. I mm. look forward to hearing it. Um, Nicholas H. Match addresses one black two woman for Halloween and see which one gets him canceled first. Uh, uh yeah if i'm a black tranny is that is it just the black part that's offensive yes okay long don john uh not gonna lie i was expecting the juice to be the theme of tonight's call and show matt you should have leaned more into it think about the hit piece he's not ready uh can honestly I, can i'm I, not ready either can i ride kanye's coattails to uh have a... <laughs> to do that you have to talk about the juice uh Okay, well, what, uh, let's see. Uh, they have 
strange curly hair things that I don't really understand. Excellent beards. I think you mm-hmm. could admire many of the beards, right? Talk about their noses. Uh, well, that tends to be a feature that people uh, <laughs> notice. Um, Herschel Gold There's like a robe. Uh, the, the like Orthodox Jews, they wear like a robe-like getup, you know? Somebody once explained these curls to me. Yeah. And it was something so ridiculous. Let me know in the live chat. I don't know. That's about uh, that's about my experience. The only other there's it's a very small population in Montana. There is uh, one temple in town. And um, and the only thing I know is they're insufferable leftist. Uh, they have an insufferable leftist perspective. The, the the rabbi guy goes on the radio and he was talking about like how awesome Ilhan Omar is. And I thought that's really you. You appreciate her from afar, because if you get too close, she's. She's not going to think you're very awesome. She's going to. Yeah, but he doesn't actually. He's probably playing the long game somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, um, big fan of Ilhan. Uh, I don't know how it would work out if he. Well, I don't know. They should go hang out together in Mogadishu and see how yeah, it goes. Really. Uh, Herschel Goldsteinberg. All this talk about techno demons and Ouija boards remind me, reminds me of Ezekiel 23, 19 to 21. God bless. You want to look that up while I finish these? Uh, isn't that Watch. the? Isn't that the? F- oh, okay, never mind. I thought for a second this was the the fictional verse from uh, from Pulp Fiction. Um, no, is it, is it or is it? I think it might be. Uh, yeah. Gr says, "Watch a thousand ways to die or see no evil." On ID. Ah, are they are they unwoke true crime stories? Uh, T train expecting father no, of a baby girl. Sorry to interrupt, but that's that is different. That's not the Pulp Fiction one. Um, any advice for what not to do or mistakes made in the first six to twelve months? Uh I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 actively worrying away my child's life and her childhood, and so um, I strongly advise people like not not to do that. Try to try to enjoy the time you have with your kids and not freak out about stuff. We uh, didn't have a girl, of course. The one thing I will change the next time around is we we uh, did not get our son into his own space quickly enough. So that um, seriously, that's yeah, what I should be saying. He uh, he's done so much better just sleep wise and just everything wise when he has his own space and he's put down at the same time and all that. So um I think when we have another kid, we'll we'll do uh, we'll try the bassinet. That didn't work either. He just hated the bassinet as a we, we, newborn. We didn't use ours at all. So we pr- we might co-sleep a little bit in the newborn stage, but but um, we didn't get him in his own crib and bed for like six months. And I'll be quicker to it this time. Yeah. That would be the only thing I would change in in my personal approach. Um, thunderstorm trying to think of something fun to type coming up empty. Have a great night, everybody. You too. Mm. Let me refresh. Well, thank you, thunderstorm. I'm refreshing. Is there anything else? I think that's it. Uh, Looks good to me. Thank you guys on D live as well. Uh, We will be back on Sunday to talk about uh, not only whatever happens between now and then, but to do it in costume. So it will be the Halloween special. uh, And you can tune in and see whatever crappy uh, costume concept we come up with. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, of course, if you missed any part of the show, you can listen back on the audio platforms uh, over at uh, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcast. Find it there. Anything else show related? That's the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. 
We will see you on Sunday, I hope. Have a good week. Until then.